Hello and welcome to the Middle is Open. Abel Carrillo here along with Anthony Espeline. What's up, guys? Peter Carrillo. Yes, sir. And today, we're tough, guys. Yeah, you know why? Because we have a boxing cut man in the building with us. Jerry Burgos, how are you doing? Hey, doing great, guys. Thank you for having me. So excited to be back again with you guys today. Yeah, so this is Jerry's second time in studio with us. Uh, before we had him with the guys from Zen and we had a great, I mean, that was a fun show, right? Anthony? Definitely, definitely yeah. was. I mean, yeah. we're just like just a bunch of dudes. Like, I don't know how many people were in here, <laughs> but we were just hanging out. I was getting punched in the stomach. Jerry was wrapping Peter's hands. Mondo was feeling Peter's legs. Somebody um, got kicked too. Yeah. yeah. Peter got kicked. <laughs> I mean. It, it was fun. What what happened to Pat? Nothing happened to Pat, huh? No. Like, no. he showed up late, like always. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at, look at Jerry. Look at Jerry. Shots fired. Yeah. No, but still like. We love you, Pat. We still love yeah, you. Definitely. Yeah, but he was, um, it was just like we were the ones getting picked on, the Cario brothers, but. Yeah, Anthony, not even me. Yeah, not Anthony. Even. I mean, come I on. escaped. That's because Anthony was working. The, yeah, like, he was the behind the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a. An excuse, I guess. So, Jerry, uh, how do you like the studio? Because last time you came in, we had the plexiglass. We were trying to take proper precautions and things like that. But it's a whole different setup. Uh, season three, what what are you thinking? Hey, it this is awesome, man. Every you know, you guys changed it up a bit. I like the whole studio, the music studio behind me. I like the new setup, man. I it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you still feel comfortable here? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. So this is this is like our lion's den. This is our cage. This is our boxing ring. Um, so we're gonna give you some hard hitting questions. Are you ready of for course. it? Of course, shoot them up. All right. So you kind of reached out to us, man, because I I don't know what was it initially that one day we had our show and then I went to go eat some tacos and then I got a message from you saying like, hey, I want to come on the show and talk the world of boxing and then. But, like, you seemed a little frustrated. What was it that made you want to, like, reach out to us so you could come on? Um, <clears throat> it's just not really frustrated. It's just I uh, wanted to talk about the whole business of being a cut man and being in, in the fight world. You yeah. Know? Um, it could get pretty pretty weird sometimes. You know, you can get screwed a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, you can get pushed aside a lot of the times. And But, um. As always, you know, this is something that you got to have a passion for. You got to have you got to love doing it because of yeah. those things that happen that most people don't see. And uh, I mean, you got to just love it because, you know, sometimes you get paid. Sometimes you get gypped out of some money and sometimes you got to work for free. But it's you yeah. know, you just got to love it. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. OK, so let's kind of run through you uh, through your like background, who you are, how you got into the business. I mean, we kind of talked about it in the last uh, show but that was so long ago and i mean we're, we're here to feature you okay yes sir so <clears throat> let, let's start off who are you and how'd you get into the game so my name again my name is jerry burgos um i've been a cut man now since 2015 that's when i actually switched over and got into it more per se <clears throat> i uh originally started 
when I got out of the military, I needed to do something. I was drinking a lot. I was doing a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have, shouldn't be doing, and I needed an outlet. So okay. I started, uh, I, I started training myself in a MMA gym down in Anthony with Daryl Schoonover. Okay. He had just finished the Ultimate Fighter, was training down in Miami, and moved back to El Paso, and decided to open a an MMA gym. And since it was like down the street from from where I work, um, I decided to join and I started training in boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Judo and Jiu Jitsu. And that totally changed my life. Yeah. Um, I stopped drinking. I started eating good. Um, and I just w as soon as I started seeing how the business worked, I fell in love with it. You know, yeah. I wanted to be <clears throat> I started learning how to coach. I started seeing how some of the shows were being put together. Uh -huh. I learned how to how to wrap hands because I I started competing. Yeah. Originally, I joined the gym not to compete, but just to get in shape. Yeah. And I did a little boxing match, and I just got hooked. Yeah. With everything, with the adrenaline rush, the way everything is ran, everything how how everything is done. So I started learning how to wrap hands back then, and I know I learned how to put rings and cages together. I learned how to <clears throat> deal with different fighters and, and coaching. And then I started coaching myself at different gyms yeah. around and I helped some gyms open up. And because of my experience, I kind of started being a, a striking coach, a boxing okay. coach, kickboxing coach and a Muay Thai and striking for MMA. Um, and then I did some competitions in all of those, including judo and jujitsu. I yeah. did some tournaments. And uh, so originally, just like most cutmans, um, we all started training, yeah. competing, and then uh, some gyms they don't have m the money to have a cutman to hire a, a professional cutman. Yeah. So I started learning for for ourselves, for me. Yeah. And again, since I love I love the business, I started watching videos, learning how to wrap hands, and then I started taking classes from other experienced cutmans, like seminars and, and stuff. Seminars, okay. yes, sir. It, I was going to ask you, is there like a certification process for like through commissions and all? Um, not through commissions. You can get a uh, second license for, mm -hmm. for through commissions. Certain commissions do have a separate license for cutmans. Um, some organizations have certain certifications, but since this is an age old uh, job, um, there's technically no real training. Okay. You just got to love doing it and put yourself yeah. out there. And you pretty much learn from experience and from talking to other cutmans. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you, like going back to when it all started. Um, so you were military and was was your military background what kind of wanted you wanted to get you into like uh, combat sports? Because you said you got out of the military, you're doing some things that you weren't really too happy with and you wanted to make that change. But then you like some guys like, oh, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to go <laughs> join a bowling team or something. But you decided to join a gym and a, a combat sport. You know, right. was it something in the military that um, maybe because like Peter always talks about, like when he was in the military and he was deployed, there were, were just like a bunch of guys that would go and they would wrestle. They would grapple right. or whatever box here and there. Did you experience anything like that? And yeah. that was what yeah, kind of yeah. got you into it? Um, well, I was in combat arms. I was a 19 Delta Cav Scout. So we were pretty much like the infantry. You know, we were out in combat, getting blown up, you know, getting shot at, 
clearing routes, uh, doing raids, all of that stuff. So it was. It's really hard when you come back to be, you know, be in such a high level of stress level situations and your adrenaline running all the time. Yeah. And of course, yeah, we we had we had guys that we would spar out there in Iraq. Yeah. You know, we would roll. Mm-hmm. training jujitsu so we we kind of like that stuff as well yeah. so um i just wanted like i said you know you 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 kind of need that something to let that aggression out an mm-hmm. outlet to do um so yeah it, it it had something to do with that as well mm. and originally before i joined the army i was a paramedic so also working with as a cut man that also gives me that part of experience as well because i, I like the aspect to that yeah as well and that's how pretty much I, I decided to become a cut man because I uh, being a coach, you have to deal with so many eagle egos, yeah. so many uh, gyms. And if you don't have your own gym, you're working for another gym. You know, you're working for somebody who owns a gym. And all of the, a lot of the times coaches that don't own the gym get taken advantage of. You know, you don't you don't get paid very well. Um too many rumors to you know they'll say they they'll pay you this but they don't mm-hmm. um you can spend a lot of time in a fight camp and then when it's time for the fights you get pushed aside and somebody that has nothing to do with the team comes in and they put them in yeah. you know all of this stuff happens all the time so that's when i decided to become just a cut man where people would call me yeah and then i come in and i just do that job i i wrap hands I uh, I take care of the fighter during the fight, and then I leave. I don't have to deal with the whole coaching yeah, aspect yeah. of it, having to worry about the fight if the fighter's gonna make weight. You know, all those egos all put together. So that's yeah. why I decided to become a cut man. So, I guess like early in early in your career, you were kind of working with these gyms, like you were talking about. Yes. You were helping these guys out, but then you started to see what the business really is. And sometimes, like you said, like you're there, you're in the camp, you're working with a fighter for six weeks or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they bring in somebody else. And then you're like, Oh man, well, and then, so when did you make the transition to, I'm going to be my own kind of like my own boss. Like I'm going to promote myself as Jerry Burgos, Boxing cut, man. You that's know? right. Um, back in 2015, that's when I uh, decided to kind of step away from coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I still coach. I still coach. Yeah. You know, I still do a lot of my free time and 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 down in, in up in Las Cruces at Doniana Boxing. I, I help some of the kids there. But I'm never I, I no longer try to be a coach as much as I like to. So, yeah, it was back in 2015. I decided to do as much research as as I could um, and and try to be and try to learn my hand wrapping skills as best as possible. Yeah. I started buying all the equipment that I needed, um, all uh, learning what medications I need I need to use, um, all that stuff. And, yeah, it was back in 2015 that that's when I decided to, you know what, I'm going to step away from coaching and do this cutman thing a lot more, and because I I just felt like I loved it a lot more than than coaching. Where are you? Uh, I guess currently licensed. Um, I'm under about I think eight states right now under each commission. Um, okay. I've worked in in Colorado, Arizona, 
Texas, Nebraska, California, Arizona, Las Vegas, and Mexico. Damn. Right? That's what I told him. He's living the life, man. He, he yeah. gets that call, and he's like, all right, I'm on a plane. Yeah. Or I'm on a great Greyhound. Or, yeah. Well, or people, how you travel? You just drive? Yeah. Or either I drive or, or, the coaches, or the coaches <laughs> drive, or they'll, they'll, buy, they'll buy me oh, a they plane got ticket. You there. Nice. You know, and we'll fly there and fly back. Uh, they'll cover. They'll cover for Damn. Depending on who it is, that's another thing. You know, um, a lot of people, uh, you know, um, think you know oh yeah he's living the life but a lot of the times <laughs> there's times where i have to put money of course yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. i have to pay for oh, yeah. you yeah. know dep- like, especially for amateur fighters but lately man i've been working with some some amateur fighters that are are pay me great i mean they're taking better care of me than some of the pros really? and yeah. the pros are the ones making money you know what i mean <laughs> wow, yeah. and cool. there's there's pros that can't even give me 30 dollars. that's where the promotions come yeah in, right well that's but what see, I, that's diff there's because that's there's promoters reason. that are like well we could get this guy and we want this guy yeah and, yeah and, and then they're the ones that handle the money and, right? and that's and that's another thing it's really hard to get in this business you have to put yourself out there and not be scared and and be really confident in your skills yeah. yeah. Um. Because there's promoters who already have and know of other cutmans. Yeah. You know, for years, and and they're great cutmans, right? Great cutmans. So, and then they'll leave it like the fights here, like the, an example, when Golden Boy, um, came to do the fights in El, in El Paso yeah. not yeah. too long, instead of calling a cutman that lives close by. You know, you don't have to pay me for a hotel because I drive and then I can drive myself back. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then and give me the exposure and the experience to work there with local fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, they rather pay somebody a plane ticket, a hotel to bring them in because those guys have been in the game, obviously, longer, which is great. You know, and then a lot of those guys, another thing that I see is that they'll be like, you know, because I talk to a lot of these other cutmans, you know, and they're great. I there's so many cutmans that I look up to, that I that I call and text almost every yeah. day, asking them questions. Hey man, you know, have you had this situation happen? What do you do? What kind of tape do you use? What kind of answer do you use? What would you do? This is what I would do. How would you do it? Yeah, you know, and that's great. That's what I love about being in this in this uh, organization, the World Cutmans Association, yeah. because you have all these uh, cutmans and cut women from all over the world, from Germany, Brazil, Greece, you know, even cutmans that don't even speak English. Yeah, um, we all communicate and ask questions, and and that's how you learn the different rules and regulations from all over the world. Like here, we can use, let's say, epinephrine. In Germany and Mexico, epinephrine is illegal to use, so they have to use other stuff. What is that? Like epinephrine, it's uh, it's uh, it's adrenaline, but it's a, under a composition one one thousand, which is legal almost everywhere. And it, it what it does is what they they'll they'll soak it into the in the in the cotton swab, mm-hmm. and that's what you'll see pressing into oh, the well, cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that what that does, it doesn't cauterize the the vessels. What it does is shrinks them. And it mm. stops the bleeding. Epinephrine, mm-hmm. really? Yes. That's what but I'm it, but it's the, it, but it's a different composition. There's different compositions of it. That's why yeah. you gotta buy one one thousand. Yeah. All right. Is it, it like sticky shit or is it? No, like it's it's a liquid. Like a liquid? It's a liquid, and yeah. it's the exact same thing they use for 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 epipens. Yeah, yeah. Except you don't inject it, it directly. It's it's, it's into, into the cut. cut. And yeah. what it does, it it constricts the the blood vessels, and it stops the bleeding. That's fucking gnarly. And man. then we also uh, what people. Some people, a lot of the cutmans do this because I learned it myself, especially from Joe Souza. 
a great cut man. He passed away back in 2007 from colon cancer. But this guy, Joe Souza, he was crazy. He 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 would cut himself just to fucking and show test <laughs> whatever oh. would work and what wouldn't That's work. Nice. Yeah, but shit. but but thanks to that and thanks to him, it's how you got Stitch Duran. And that's how you got the rest of us that have mm-hmm. learned from those because yeah, yeah. we don't have to cut ourselves yeah, yeah. to figure right. out. You know, I already know that Epi is going to it's going to burn when you put it in the cut. But, you know, it's mostly it what we use, you yeah. know, and um, so we try it or what? Um, <laughs> yeah, let's cut somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, no. And then that's another thing that you learn from different cut mans and you ask questions. You yeah. know, and, but there's also cut mans that will will be all nice to your face and then behind you they're trying to take your work yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean i, I was gonna ask you that because you're talking you're talking about how when golden boy came in um yeah i mean you're here obviously right and they decided to go get another cut man fly him in put him in a hotel have him be on you know either the undercards or the main event whatever it is where like you how do you how do you get into that um, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's really hard. You just have to put yourself out there. Like who, who are you reaching out to? Are you reaching out to promoters? Are the you promoters. reaching out to managers? Yeah. Managers, um, promoters, uh, fighters. Um, I've, I've mostly am where I'm at now for, for you. First of all, if you want to get in this business, you gotta love it. You yeah. gotta have a passion for it. Yeah. You know, you're going to waste a lot of money. You're going to spend a lot of money. For sure. Um, the tape and the goss is not cheap. A little bottle of epinephrine, it cost me four hundred dollars to oh, buy, shit, and it's wow. and it's this big, all right. And then you also have to get permission from the commission. Some commissions will give you um, uh, a prescription because you can't just get it anywhere, mm-hmm. all right. So some commissions will they'll they'll give you oh you're the cut man, here here's a here's a. Oh. a, a, a a prescription so you're not going to waters and smuggling anything no. over <laughs> through your butt no not at all especially because epinephrine because of that reason now I'm, I'm glad you brought it up in mexico they don't allow <clears throat> it's illegal right now to use um epi in in fights why because the cartels were buying those bottles of epi in bulk so that they could cut control. something off Oh, wow. And keep you alive because they'll put it. Damn, and that's you don't fucking bleed gangster out. shit. Damn. So, gangster and shit. I learned this from another cut man yeah. who lives in Mexico who trained me. Thanks to him, <laughs> uh, Dr. Dr. Fox, uh, Dr. Samorano. He's a, a great cut man. Um, and I learned from him. One of, I actually <laughs> improved my hand wrapping skills thanks to him. Shout outs to Dr. Fox. He's uh right now he's I think second. Jerry's over here like man I got this bad cut over this guy's <laughs> eyebrow and he's like dude I just stopped the bleeding of a guy's head coming <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> it was falling off. Yeah. So you know and then you learn there's different there's different medications that that we use it's not just epi um, yeah. there there's a, a bunch of other stuff that you can use um that it costs a lot more but you know it all it all depends like I said if you want to get into this business. First, you have to go to a gym. Yeah. You know, you get trained, learn, learn what it feels like to get hit in the face. That's another thing that helps. Yeah. A lot of the cut men. <laughs> you go, well, you, you got to be relatable. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like the, you can't say <laughs> suck someone, it up if you've never been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone's right. not going to trust exactly. you when they got this big old gash and you're over there fucking putting this big old cotton swab in their eyebrow. They're like, man, this guy. 
he doesn't know what the fuck I'm going through. Right, right, yeah, right. Okay. And and like I said, most of the cutmans were either boxers, like Stitch Duran. He he was a uh, he started doing kickboxing in Muay Thai when he when he was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> when he came to America, he opened up his own gym. Mm-hmm. So again, he had to learn because you know sometimes some gyms you don't have they don't have the yeah. money to hire a cut man, so he started learning on his own and then, um, you know, again start training. Um, the way I did it, what I what I suggest is find a gym, call 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 one of the the head coaches there and be yeah. like, hey, uh, um, I'm a, um, I'm learning. I wanna I wanna I wanna see if I can go in and practice you know, yeah. whenever they go spar can i can i wrap their hands before they spar yeah because that's how you get practice i mean you can watch a video a hundred a hundred times yeah you can watch my videos a thousand times over and over but if you're not practicing especially practice on yourself to know what it feels like oh yeah or if you've never had your hands wrapped before that again yeah. that's why you have to be a you got to have some experience of fighting because that's how i started I, yeah. I used to get my hands wrapped by Daryl Schoonover. That's yeah. how I learned myself. And he learned as well because he used to fight. He fought in the UFC and has fought in all over the world. Yeah. You know, so he knows what it feels like. He knew, you know, how to do it. So I learned that way. So you you will spend a lot of money, a lot of time, you know, working for free. So yeah. I, I have a question as far as who are some of the your regulars that you have that are up and coming that are like big names that we should keep an eye out for? And if you could choose, prof- not necessarily professional, but just a big name that's out there right now that you could rap, who would that be? A big or, name? Or be a cut man or, or anything for, like a big name right now out there. Obviously, I mean, I, you could say Canelo or something, but someone that you like I got a, personally. I, um, I got a chance to, I think right now, um, so far, I, I fulfilled one of my dreams. I, I worked Austin Trout's corner down in oh, Mexico okay. sure. before he fought in Dubai. Yeah. So I got that was that was a really awesome, and I had wrapped his hands before. Yeah. In uh, up when he was living in Las Cruces, I did mm. I did a training wraps for him. Do you keep a who, portfolio of like <coughs> okay, like you know former champ so and so like you? No, no. You just, keep a, I, just I would keep, keep a portfolio keep, on that. I, just <laughs> like, keep, I, I take pictures and yeah. pretty much that's all I have. That's cool. And uh, autograph book. But yeah. my my main goal and my biggest dream right now is to work for the UFC as a cut man. Mm. Oh, okay. You, um, well, that'd be so sick. You know how you were saying Golden Boy was here. Yeah. Uh, Rosado is one of my favorite fighters because he's a dog dude he gets beat up yeah. cut up all yeah yeah what, wouldn't you want to be his is he puerto rican too um rosario yeah yeah, yeah he is he yeah. is puerto, he is puerto rican but they they get cut very easily because of the scar tissue they've been it's just like um when you watch Cotto fight you mm-hmm. know after his uh, one round his face is already starting to but it's all the scar tissue and those guys yeah they give you work you know and yeah. it's awesome but uh again like You'll see, you see cutmans like Ted Lucio. He started in boxing. He's one of the biggest names. You know, he's, he's been Donnie Garcia's cutman, um, a bunch of others. Um, but they moved over from boxing into, UFC. into MMA because the organization pays the cutmans. You don't have to rely on any percentages or the camps or, or, the or camps and the yeah. promoters to yeah. pay you. The, the UFC pays the cutmans just to do that job. Plus, they provide everything. Hmm. They provide the tape. They provide the gauze. They provide all the meds. So all you got to do is just bring in up. your personal yeah. stuff. You just got to show up. 
you know. You know, there's one movie that kind of just gave like a little hint of what like what it is to get a cut man in your corner and like the promotion team to like well not the promotion team but like the the fighters to have to pay for it was um it was Woody Harrelson and Antonio Banderas they're oh. like these boxers like kind of yeah, like yeah. washed up boxers yeah. and they just call them overnight like hey these guys got in a car accident or whatever uh, do you guys want to come and fill in? What's that called? I, I can't oh, remember. Man. I remember. I know which one. And then, we're they drive about. to Vegas together yeah, for a big fight. Yeah, because they're, 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 yeah, they're best yeah. friends and yeah, shit. Yeah, they're best friends. Yeah. And, and that's like badass and movie, too. And like they have, like, movie. the same and girlfriend. One of them is yeah, yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, and they have the same girlfriend. They have the same girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, one of them was dating her. Pull that shit up, Jamie. And then that's the thing, too. There's promotions who have dedicated cut man. Yeah. Like Top Rank, they have... They have Stitch Duran right now, and that you know, and they have one works the red corner, one works the blue corner, and helps wrap hands in the back. But that's the best way to do it because then you don't have to rely on the percentages because some cut the cut the percentage that a cut man gets is between three to five percent when you're starting out, and then if you have a big names, it's up to fifteen percent of the fighters purse. How much is Stitch making? Stitch <laughs> Stitch generates about four million dollars a year. What a fucking savage Ooh. that guy! <laughs> no, but he's also been in movies. He's yeah, ha- he's he a has cool his guy, own man. He, he, cool. he has his yeah. own tape. He has his own stuff, you know. And and it's because big fights. I can't remember the name of the fighter right now, but this guy was all beat up, had all kinds of cuts, and Stitch kept him in to finally win the fight. Do you and think those are the big? Names. Well, like, do you think it's harder now? I mean, yes, because because <laughs> they stop fights almost. Not instantly, but they stop them. Um, like a cut gets bad enough, they yes, they it, don't it, give yeah. you that opportunity to kind of work with it at right. Time. So each yeah. cut, the commissions they have their rules and yeah. be, for that. That's why again, you have to love this job because a lot of this job entails for you to read. Every time I have to go to Colorado or I have to go to their their commission to their rules and reread everything, because a lot of the stuff is very similar. But they tend to change a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? It could be something different. Oh, you can't use this type of gauze for f- to wrap hands, or it can only be this, 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 this amount. You know what I mean? Or this thick, or this much. So you have to read. When in doubt, read. Or when you get there, get get with the commission and ask them yourself. Yeah. And then I'm sure, like being in this game, you start to know what commission is, like what states even are going to be um, right. the ones to, like, stop a fight early. Or, right. oh, hey, Pedro is fucking, he's looking over this uh, fucking sanctioned bout. Right. Fuck, this guy, like, for sure, he this guy's going to get cut. Yeah, right. don't right. get cut because right. this motherfucker is going to stop the And then the doctors fight. know that that's another another thing. Um, When you can, if you're going to be the cut man for an organization or f- a fighter, go talk to the ringside physician. The ringside physician is the one that would stop the fight. So tell and them they what have you do like generally if the cut it's it's a uh, half an inch wide or an inch wide between that they sh- the rule is to stop the fight wow so sometimes you got to tell the doc the doc doc let me work on let me work on it all right give, give, give me, me give me give me give me a round to work on it yeah all right and then you, it, this is where you have that good communication with the fighter you have to tell them protect that eye protect that cut all right so and it also depends where the cut is. I mean, there's there's cuts, especially right right on the eyelid, that they're really bad to 
to are, work on. Yeah. What's the worst you, cut you've ever seen? Are you right obligated? There, like right here. Are you um, obligated to give your like, hey, I can't work on this. Like you tell the corner. Like, no, you hey. try. You try your, yeah, you your try. hardest. You try your best. But but like like and if it goes real bad and you're like, damn, this could really permanently. You are you right. obligated? No, to, you hey, can. You, know what, man? you I can. Can't but do that's this. where you have to know the rules, right? Yeah. Like if it's if it's um, if it's after before the fourth round, mm. it could be ruled a no contest, mm. right? So oh, if okay. it's after the fourth round, they're gonna go to the, the judges. The judges yeah. score, mm. but then you have to be. You have to think about this. Is your fighter winning? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because then, if my fighter's winning, and I'll be like, you know, I'll tell the the ringside physician, look, this cut is pretty bad. I'm protecting my fighter. Yeah. Let's stop the fight. Oh, okay. That's I think what Peter's alluding to is because sometimes, like you said. Early in your career, you're more involved with some of the gyms. But and he's now, looking at the best, yeah, yeah. best but hold on, hold on. fighter. But always, now, you but, always. But now you're like, Cutman Burgo, sometimes they call you in because of your rep, you know? Right. They're like, hey, man, we're going to get this guy. He'll He's going to give us a good prize or whatever it may be, right? They call you in. That's not necessarily your fighter in terms of you don't know who he is exactly. So how much of a sticky situation does it get where you know the tra- – like, not you know, but the trainer may be like, nah, this guy needs to stay in the fight. But you as a cut man, you're thinking otherwise. You're like, oh, fuck. My Th- yeah, this right. guy is fucked. Right. And then, again, that's something that you have to talk to the to his trainers yeah. ahead of the fight. Okay. If you're coming in and you don't yeah. really know, um, especially if I'm the cut man for, for a show mm-hmm. – I and let's say, oh, I'm gonna be the cut man for the. For you the gotta red lay corner. it out there. How yeah. you I have to go in there and tell them, look, this is how I work. This is what I'm yeah, gonna yeah. do. Um, cause some trainers don't realize that technically I'm the first person that has to go in the ring. Yeah. Well, right, here, here's and some thing. commissions only allow one person to go into the ring, so mm-hmm. the coach has to speak through the ropes. Yeah. So if there's if it if there isn't a cut. Then I work through yeah. the through through the through the, ropes, through the ropes, and then the the ref goes in. Cause I cause I I've mean seen the this, cut and the ref, I mean the trainer goes in. You talked about working with Austin Trout before he went over to Dubai and everything, uh, and I saw this with what's his name, Louis Burke, right? Yes. Um, so that's that's, o- that, that's Austin Trout. That was his trainer, uh, early in his career. Yes. That's his main guy, but then as Austin Trout's name got bigger and bigger, he became this like you know this global star. Um, Louis kind of, I mean, I don't know his camp, but he kind of like took, you know, he moved to the cut man role where they brought in another trainer, but he was like, I guess Austin felt a little more familiar. Well, obviously they, they went in together, you know, they, right. they grew together. And so again, that's uh Louis Burke shout outs to Louis Burke, man. Uh, that's another trainer and cut man that I look up to. Um, I've learned a lot of stuff from him. Same thing when I was first starting, Rick Vasquez from from Las Cruces. Um, I learned a lot when I was first starting. Again, Louis Burke started the same way. He needed yeah. he you know sometimes you need that's how you learn to be a cut man. But Louis, there's a whole story about that. Um, but no, Louis Louis always been has always. I it, it was until recently um, that because of Austin moving mm-hmm. to Houston. But the whole time, Louis was the one training uh, Austin Trout um, over here. And uh, like I said, I just happened to be down in Mexico with some of all, um, some fighters that work with Austin. Mm-hmm. 
and I was there talking to his coach and you know I w and I got the chance to work his his and he already knew me from See, from Las Cruces that's cool, man. you yeah. know and and it was great it was like awesome awesome experience it gave me experience you know um but like you're saying yeah um it 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 happens that sometimes some trainers do sometimes uh move over to to that position yeah but but Louis has always was always uh Austin Austin coach and Cutman because of that you yeah know, it was it was it was cheaper for them to just do both yeah and that's how I started I, I used to do both and it's really hard to do both because sometimes you're you're looking at your fighter trying to tell them what they need to do and then you're like trying to get oh he has a cut I gotta do this so it's yeah. really hard so that's why in boxing a lot of a lot of coaches rather have uh, a cut man there because then the coaches can just focus on coaching the the boxer mm -hmm. and then i can just focus on looking okay he has a cut yeah. and then i can do whatever i need to do to work on the cut yeah it, it's crazy because mm -hmm. we kind of saw this in uh pacquiao's later career once like freddie roach kind of uh you know he wanted not wanted to stop training pacquiao but then pacquiao got like his best friend because he used to be like the side guy you know the right. side trainer and then all of a sudden like he became like the main trainer and stuff I, it, dude, it's fascinating, like yeah, how these yeah. guys work. Uh, yeah. I was, I was gonna ask you um, earlier. You said you had some great amateurs that you've worked on recently. Uh, any names you want to throw out as far as uh, careers we should be keeping an hey, eye out for? Definitely, or definitely. You guys gotta look out for K. Dot Cavante James. Um, I, I know you guys see him a lot. He's he's 13 years old. He's been like he's like um, I might. I might mess this up, but I think he's right now nine-time uh, national champion. Jesus. And he's, and he's only 13? 13 years old. <laughs> and he actually knows how to box. Like, he, he's not like he knows how to box. I mean, he's got great footwork, hmm. great combinations. Um, unfortunately, he, he moved uh, to Atlanta, but they still hit me up. Um, they, they, they still say that once he goes pro, they're going to call me up to, cool. to work with him. So be on the lookout for that kid. Um, from Las Cruces, you all know already, Joss the Boss. She's barely 13 years old as well, and I think she's like six-time, seven-time national champion wow. as well. She's right now number one in the nation uh, under USA Boxing, which I was in Lubbock and watched them fight. And, and I just posted a picture as well with Ariana Carrasco. Uh, be on the lookout for her. She's barely 17. She's number one in the nation, multiple-time national champion. Um as a matter of fact, she's going to go in the military to be an officer and box for the military. Wow. That's how badass this little girl is. And wow. she's almost my height. I just posted a picture the other day, and I just wrapped her hands. And she's also worked with Terry Green out of Colorado that's and her dad. And uh, so that's another – those are some of the amateurs to be on the lookout for mm -hmm. as far as boxing-wise. That's What's yeah. the what's the environment like when you're wrapping the the fighters? Uh, are you kind of uh, hyping them up? You're kind of getting them going, it, or is it a quiet? They're kind of just in it, getting in their mindset, or how do you how do you go about that? That that's a great question, man. Um, a lot of the times, because when they're getting their hands wrapped before a fight, they know it's go time. Yeah, yeah. And I and and I know it again because of my experience. You know, oh man, here it comes. You know, it's it starts to build up. So some fighters are in their own world with headphones listening to music so i leave them be yeah. you know i'll you know i'll talk you're not to trying them. to like say hey no, uh, how I'm was dinner last night up. <laughs> you know i don't ask them if they're ready nothing like that 
you know so at some and then some some fighters their nerves are all about talking yeah so you just sit there talking to them you know just uh you know if you're the coach you know hey you just tell them hey man you already did the work you know this is where this is where the funk yeah, fun yeah. is you know let's go out there have fun or you shoot jokes you know trying to calm yeah. them down trying to get their minds off things you know so it, it it all depends on the fighter and who you're working with you know and and like i said you know if you don't know the fighter you always have to make time to sit down and yeah. talk to the fighter a little bit or their camp and or their or their or their coaches or their trainers because they all you know if, if they don't know you you know they i mean i've i've been i you know i've been in 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 some dressing rooms where you know they'll they don't want me to wrap their hands because they're used to their coaches so that happens as well you know like when i was in albuquerque working a, a kick the kickboxing fights um i was there to wrap every fighter's hands but there there were fighters that i didn't wrap yeah because they're used to the coaches and they have that report with them they feel more comfortable and that's fine you know how does that um, happen it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we're there for the welfare of the fighter it doesn't matter if you know them it doesn't matter if you've been working with their with them for years your your job is to take care of that fighter yeah no matter what once once that fighter get put into your care your number one goal your own the, your only reason that you're there is to take care of that fighter all right the same thing you know you're there to pretty much take care of them you know save them from themselves mm. pretty much because yeah. there's some fighters that are <coughs> really tough oh, and yeah, they yeah. you know you, you you're not gonna in get the em. moment they don't know what's good for them like right they, right somebody's right. got to step know? in and give them so a voice of reason so in that and and somebody asks how does that happen well i mean they'll they'll they won't come up to the chair or mm. or my area you know or i'll be asking them hey man do you do you need me to wrap your hands and they'll tell me no no i got you know my yeah. my trainer will wrap cool that's fine you yeah. know as long as you're comfortable that's that's all i care that's about fine. i yeah. care about your what you're gonna do because i know i understand you know how, i i compete it myself how many personalities does jerry burgos have um with like your experience of being a paramedic as well as military background because when you walk into a, a locker room a dressing room and trying to get these guys prepared for their fight. Not everyone's the same, you know? Right. Like you said, some guys are crazy off the wall and then some guys are just like cool as a cucumber. Right. So how are you and um, how do you adapt to that? Like how many personalities do you have? Um, I, I, I like to think that I'm assertive and in, in, in certain things, depending on what I'm doing. Um, but I usually try to be as calm as I can. You yeah. Know? regardless of how the per the fighters acting prior to the fight yeah they're all nervous yeah i mean yeah. if you don't get nervous before a fight you're you know cool. there's, there's something's you're, wrong you're, with you're, you. yeah, yeah you're <laughs> bsing you're, you know uh well there's already something wrong with you yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're a fighter okay <laughs> <laughs> you know we're always fighters are you know you there's there's got to be something there yeah. that makes you want to fight and compete in, com in in combat sports all right but i try to be as calm as i can you know, but I also have to be very, very confident, very, very disciplined. And that's where my military background comes in and my paramedic stuff comes in because you got to know, you know, the medical side of it, you know, the bone structures, the phase, what breaks, what you're going to use, yeah. um, how you're going to go about it, how much pressure you're going to put on, um, where the cut is, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And then, of course, the rules and regulations, the discipline aspect of it. You got to read. You got to know your shit. 
You know, you can't just show up and be like, hey, I'm going to be the cut man. I'll fix this guy. You know, (laughs) and then they don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of people that are like, how are you even a cut man? That hand's going to break. Like, I've seen some very horrible hand wraps. I've seen people, you know, there's certain things that that I pride myself on doing and that there's also standards that every cut man should abide by. Yeah. But I tried to be as calm as possible. How about if you're in the room? Because, like you said, uh, you're doing an event where you're you're there to work everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, "Nah, I'm good. Like my trainer's gonna do it." And you see the trainer, and you're like, "Man, that guy fucked his hand up." Do you intervene, <laughs> or like, do you intervene, or are you just kind of like, "No, are uh, winking at I, the fighter." I I usually <laughs> got I duct usually, tape, bro. This guy. I usually let it be, okay. because for the most part. If if it's really bad, the commission's gonna tell them. The, the, mm, there's always oh, a okay. you know, um, not so much in amateur boxing, but in amateur MMA and professional mm-hmm. boxing MMA and all that. There's always a commission. You can't wrap a fighter's hands yeah, until like somebody right there, they right. have to watch. Yeah. So it, of course, some of those they don't even know what they're doing. All right, all right. Not everybody knows what they're doing. So some of those guys, they, for the most part, they know what they're, you know, what they're supposed to be looking at. Yeah. What are so regulations on hand wraps? Like, what are like, I guess, like size? And um, it depends on what size, uh, and what sport you're doing. So let's say it's boxing. Bo- boxing, um, my my, f- there's, there's so many different rules for it, but mm-hmm. but mainly what I always say, rule of thumb, you can use one full, one full roll of gauze, and one full roll of tape. Per hand, okay. right? Yeah. For people who suck at numbers like me or can't memorize numbers, all right? Because they is go that by everywhere? numbers. Is that like in, That's the, a, in usually, the states at least? It usually yeah. it's a unified rule, okay. which means, you know, in the states everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But some states will say, oh, it's got to be shorter than this. And then mm-hmm. the knuckle padding can't be no more than a, than an inch thick. Okay. All right? But like you width? can compress width yeah, the, oh, width, okay. the width of it. And then tape cannot be over the knuckle padding. Yeah, I remember last right? time it has to be It has to be one inch behind the, the knuckles, right? So that's like the rule of thumb. I always tell everybody, use you can use a full roll of tape for boxing uh, and a full roll of uh, gauze, all right? And then for MMA, um, it's kind of the same thing, but it'll be shorter because in less, less tape, less knuckle padding, and shorter on the wrist because um, the commission does not allow tape to stick out no more than half an inch. From oh, the glove, okay. because you know, since you guys seen, you can you use it to scrape, yeah, yeah, yeah. to to scrape and all that stuff, which it's it's legal. Um, but shit. so there's 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 different rules. Like I said, read, you know. But yeah. my rule of thumb, I always tell people, a full roll of tape and a full roll of gauze yeah. on each hand, <coughs> for bo- especially for boxing because you have a bigger glove yeah. and you want to feel the void. You know, when you, some yeah. people, when they, f- when they put their hands in the glove, mm-hmm. there's, there's a little bit of a gap, right? Yeah. So I, I, I like to put a lot of padding on the knuckles because what that does, it compresses it just makes and then it makes it tight. tight yeah. Right. So that the punch connects Damn. with a lot more and force. There's no movement. And there's no the movement. Right. And there's no, none of this when you hit and hit, right. It's just fucking hit solid. Hit. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a solid. Oh. And then you should always protect the wrist, the thumb the metacarpals, and the knuckles. If you do that, Fighter should then be good. You're, you should be good. 
but you should always put tape in different directions so that the bones don't shift in any direction mm -hmm. no matter what how hard or how soft you're hitting so is it is it more for padding or is it more for structure so like so that the wrist stays straight right. it, is, it, it should be like a cast when you're done okay. like okay. more support yeah well, it's more support i remember that time that you wrapped my hands i i used those wraps yeah. for about two months he's all the grill all beating like, it at home knuckles up baby knuckles up yeah no and you can and and the ones i gave you they were for for mma you know so yeah. if you guys want i can demonstrate later right. some some boxing reps and uh show you how much more it was shortly after that that i used remember i made that video where i was hitting the bag And you I sent the like, video. I was calling yeah. out Jake Paul. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> no, no, no. He called out RuPaul. He called out RuPaul. Any of the Pauls. Any Pauls. Yeah. Any Paul that wants some. Take him out. I, I was going to ask you, because you were talking about how you worked with some gyms. Um, I'm sure you start to gain relationships and everything. But then what about, like, you're cool with these guys at one gym in particular. Like, you're all homies with everyone there. But then when it comes to an event, this team – from the rival gym like calls you and they're like yo jerry we want you man Cobra Kai. we're, we're gonna we're gonna pay you and it, you seem like a guy that's not all about the money you like building relationships you, you like to stay in good terms with everyone but th this team is like yo jerry we want you man like you have a hell of a rep we want you is there any uh, is there a time when like that gym that you have a really good relationship is like fucking jerry man Um, I'm glad this. you brought that up, man, because it has happened. Um, I've I've worked, I've worked a, a corner where one of my old sparring partners and friend was opposite. You know, and and they know I was like, I'm just a cut man. I'm not their coach. You know, I'm I don't talk as a cut man. Okay, I do not instruct. That, that's what I was going to ask you. Keep an eye out for this. Or that's that, yeah, all, that, all I do is take care of the fighters. Yeah. I wrap the hands. If there's a cut, I work on it. Okay. You know, Not even like it. a protect the eye type deal? Nothing oh, like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, at that point, yeah. yes. Yeah, you right. know, yeah. Oh, okay. protect the eye if, if there is a cut, right? No. Okay. But, I, but I know you but brought that up. But not strategy. No, no strategy because I have worked. And, they on, and most of the fighters, they understand it's a business. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it has happened where they, they – they, uh, um, Two coaches are going at it. They there's gyms that have split up. Yeah, you know it has happened. They'll call me up trying to start drama and this, you know, try to pick, get me to pick sides, and I'm like, hey, hey, st stop right there. I tell I'll tell you like I tell everybody else. I'm a cut man. I go where I, where I'm hired. If you call me up ahead of time before this other person, and I give you my word that I'm gonna be there, then I'm gonna go yeah. with you. Yeah. But your job is to let me know ahead of time. And ask me, hey man, where you need to? So I don't pick sides. I I work with whoever hires me. Yeah, you give your and best effort with to whoever it is. Yes, my job is to take care of the fighter, and and so far I let my work speak for itself. Yeah. You know, and and it has happened where where, you know, certain gyms they're like, hey, uh, you know, this and you know, and I'm like, nope, I'm not. I, that's not what I do. I'm not interested in the drama. Yeah. I'm not interested in the bickering between you guys. You know, and I've had fi I've had fighters that have dropped me. They no longer want to work with me because I still work with this guy, mm -hmm. you know, which is the most ignorant thing in the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's their excuse to not pay me because there's pro fighters who um, don't want to work with me because they don't want to pay me. You know. Yeah. But you're a pro fighter. I mean, you 
you're a pro fighter. You say you you don't got money to pay me, you know, but you're over there buying Nike shoes, yeah. custom shoes for for your next fight, paying a photographer to go with you everywhere. But they can't pay the cut, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they they want to screw me over. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they can't even give me twenty bucks to cover for the tape, you yeah. know, or and get me a room, or you know, they get they get a whole room for themselves with two beds, but they can't let me freaking use the next bed. Yeah. You know, but they yeah. got money to pay because they they're too worried about their image, yeah. which is another thing. You know, we'll we'll get into that too because a lot of these fighters are scamming people. You know, and I don't know how do, they're they're not getting sued. Do you think it's? I mean, I'm not saying fighters aren't smart, but do you think it's the fighters, the promotion, the managers, the you know the trainers, the gym? Who are the ones scamming people? It could be all of the above. I've seen promoters scamming people, mm-hmm. scamming fighters. Um, there was a promotion, MMA promotion here. I'm not going to say no names. Um, a few years back, um, they did a show, took all the money and ran, didn't pay the fighters. <laughs> no you way. Know, it ha- yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. yeah. And I was there. I was there. Fighters you all know. beat up like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fighters oh, getting arms broken and stuff, you know. That's and, fucking whack. And. They take off. They don't pay the fighters. Yeah. I seen it in Mexico. I'm not going to say no names. Yeah. But the promoter took off and didn't pay some fighters down there. Mm. That's crazy. You know, it happens. Yeah. Also, the fighters, too. The boxers, the gym managers, everybody will will scam people. But I've seen boxers where they'll be like, hey, but because there's there's some fighters, in ama- especially for amateur MMA, and pro too, where oh. the fighters, if they sell a certain amount of, of tickets, they get a percentage of what they sell. Yeah. So there's fighters. I think that's a scam because I've seen it happen. Um, they'll say, "Oh, I'm gonna be at this fight. Uh, come buy my tickets," and they have thousands of followers. So a lot of people, you know, they put on exciting fights, but they put on exciting fights because they're fighting bums. Yeah. Right. It's another thing. But anyways. Um, they'll be like posting it. Oh, I'm going to be fighting here. I'm going to be fighting here. Come buy my tickets. And they sell a ton of tickets. Mm-hmm. Little do they know that the fighter hasn't even signed a contract to fight on that card. Wow. And they're already buying tickets and then they get off him. Mm-hmm. And then later on, the fighter does not even fight. fight. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but none of the fans get their money back. Yeah. That's a scam to me, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah, they you use know. a name to sell the tickets. Get right, rid of the you know they're not even in the promo. Yeah, in the promo card or nothing, yeah. right? That's crazy, and man. they're already selling tickets to their fight that they're not even booked yet. They yeah. haven't even signed the contract. Yeah. Well, it even happens like in the in the big fights too. Like for example, just last weekend, Manny Pacquiao was supposed to fight Earl Spence. Right, there was an injury involved in everything, and then. Pacquiao ends up fighting this dude, which he's a hell of a fighter. But I mean, he ends up beating Pacquiao, but nobody knew who the it fuck wasn't he the was. Fight that people yeah, wanted. and it wasn't right. It wasn't. Right. I was actually happy Pacquiao lost, though. Yeah, but well, yeah. <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> but like, but what I'm saying is like it happens. Um, because let's be honest, to go see a Pacquiao fight, you're gonna be paying a thousand dollars for you and your I mean, loved ones or whoever like Pacquiao still made 25 million yeah <laughs> so you're gonna be you're gonna be paying thousands wow. of dollars to go <laughs> fly over there 
Right. Okay. Book a room and yes. everything. Yes. And then you find out he's going to fight this dude that you, you have no clue who he is. Yeah. Errol Spence isn't fighting, but you might as well go because you've already bought the tickets. I, I want right. to piggyback off this situation with Pacquiao and, and how was Earl Spence first. And, um, you know, I, I believe a fighter reaches an age where they just can't compete right. to where, where they were. That you happens know, to everybody. Fuck, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, father time catches up with people. Not saying he's not a great fighter and all that, but Pacquiao's way past his prime. If I mean, if you don't see that, you're you're ridiculous. Um, going to that, is it kind of? It, uh, to me, it's kind of damaging that these guys keep coming back. And that's a, that was a real fight. That was a, a right um, for a belt. Right. That damages boxing, in my opinion, because he's far past his prime. They basically said, here's your belt, and you're going to defend this belt now. Um, I mean, he had it technically because he was paying the – you got to pay the fees on it, right, or whatever. Um, well, you have to defend it. You got to fight. Yeah, you, you got to defend whatever they tell you. Now, yeah. But at, at that point, it's like, dude, uh, it, it, it's just damaging, in my opinion, I, to bring I, someone like I that. I agree to some extent I don't, because I think it devalues the – other, the work of some other boxers that are, that are coming, coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, you know? that's what I'm getting at. Well, wait, 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 wait. So that that fight took place. But it was for a belt. Uh, it was an actual boxing, you know, like real fighters right. and all that. Then we have, on the other hand, we have like Jake Paul fighting uh, Woodley. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> and, and it's a boxing fight. And they're the main event. Um, two guys that, yes, Woodley's a... A fighter, and he probably has some boxing, or I, I don't know his. Well, he was a well. UFC champ. Yeah, yeah, I know he was a, a right. UFC champ, but I'm saying, uh, and and Jerry and I were talking about this earlier, how he's not. Yes, he's a fighter and everything, but he's not a boxing, boxing strictly boxing person. You know, mm. you could argue that someone like like Keith Thurman. I'll, I'll throw out a B fighter. I, in my opinion, I like Keith Thurman, but he's like a B fighter, right? Mm. Solid B fighter. Um, he's. He could top Jake Paul, I think. Right. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, but Jake Paul's calling this like, ah, now I'm calling out Canelo. And yes, I know you want to sell tickets and all. Mm. Are those fights, the the popularity fights, um, more damaging than a Pacquiao, 52-year-old Pacquiao <laughs> coming yeah. out or whatever, uh, defending it's a, like a bell? I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think either one is damaging to but, the but Jerry made a good point that there's an on the I didn't, I didn't co-main hear, event well okay. on the co-main event yeah I didn't hear Jerry's I didn't hear Jerry's response um but I'm just gonna give my take really quick all right so I don't think it's damaging either way because that's something that's been going on since the beginning of time with boxing but it's guys it, that's happening more often, guys, guys that have been hanging around the game for far too long right. happened with Muhammad Ali you know yeah right. um so old guys stepping in retiring like three four five times they get into the ring they get their ass kicked and then but you don't i don't think it's damaging because the guy that they're gonna fight all of a sudden gets a name for himself you know they when they wouldn't have had that opportunity like this guy that just fought pacquiao yeah but I, he's already like but he's 38 a, he's a years real old. boxer no yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no no but he's already no, no, no. late in he, his okay. career too but I'm, but i'm saying this guy that fought manny pacquiao nobody knew of him but now in his next fight in his promotions and everything, the guy who took down the, Manny the guy who took down right. the legendary right. Manny course. Pacquiao. So it's gonna build up him, and then whoever he fights, 
it, it's like that trickle down. It's just like the Anthony Joshua fight when he fought uh, Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. Yeah, yeah. You know? Nobody knew who Andy Ruiz and, was. And the only reason Andy Ruiz got that fight was because, because the guy popped for steroids. Yeah, so yeah. like, again, now Andy Ruiz, we know him of yeah, him it, as a top what five I'm is, heavyweight. But see, that's, but those Anthony are real Joshua boxers. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anthony but Joshua's at his prime, though. But hold on. So like going back to these going back to these spectacle fights, right? So Peter's talking about like Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, um, but I had mentioned to you that in one of those fights, Billy Joe Saunders, I, I can't remember what spectacle fight it was, like these YouTube fighters. Mm-hmm. Billy Joe Saunders was on the undercard of that right. fight. He would have never got seen by any of the public if he wasn't on that fight, and it wasn't because of, and if it wasn't for the popularity of these. These YouTube guys. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Right. No, so then, that's, that's a very, very solid point. Just like uh, we were talking about the Jake Paul and uh, Tyron Woodley fight. Um, they're attracting a lot of eyes and a lot of pay-per-view buys. Just like Amanda Serrano. Mm-hmm. She's in that car. Yeah. Right. She's going to make some money and millions and millions of people are going to watch her fight. Because of yeah. the Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Let's say, let's say, let's say, wait, let's say Jake Paul knocks out Tyron Woodley. Who gives a fuck? But like he's saying, people they are going to be like, money. who the fuck was that? Amanda, who was it? And then they're going right. to look her up. They're going to follow her career and they're going to be like, oh shit, I can't wait for her to fight again. Again. And that's right. what happened with Billy Joe Saunders. I think it was, uh, and Christy Logan, Martin. It was, Have you guys seen that documentary? Oh, when he he used to fight under the Mike Tyson card. He fought on the Mike Tyson card, and people were like, oh, girls fighting. The coal miner's daughter, dude. And they were the fight of the night. Yeah. That's when she blew up and started making mad cash. It's just, yes, it's on Netflix. Okay, so say Jake Paul wins, right? It overshadows a lot of the storyline of the other fights, Mm -hmm. obviously. Then we're going to be looking at another. for the next couple of months, he's calling out Canelo. He's calling out all that. Nobody's going to give a crap about these other fighters. Not unless really, you're uh, in the boxing community. Not really, really because not gonna give when I think it was the Logan Paul KSI fight. They're two YouTubers. And like they but, brought and they fought on DAZN. They brought a lot of eyeballs. But again, like it was the undercards that people got to see who these guys were. They're like, because they're like anticipating the Logan Paul KSI fight. They're like, man, I want to watch this. And guys that would have never watched boxing, all of a sudden they see these other fighters and they're like, holy fuck, these two Puerto Ricans are beating the shit out of each other. Yep. You know, or like, yeah, whatever it is. And they're like, fuck, yeah, this is kind of cool. I think I might start watching boxing now. No, And, and that's how it both happens. Both of you dude. got solid points, you know, but it's just, again, it's a double edged sword. Ha- it's a double edged sword. Again, yeah, because, you know, it could build some names because like. Now we're gonna we get to see the other fighters in the card that have no names. If they put on great fights, guess yeah. what? They're gonna be they're gonna be called by other promotions to fight, and that's what's important for the other fighters that are under on that same card. And let's be you honest, know? like if these guys that are true boxers were fighting as the main event, nobody's gonna watch them. Right. The sad reality is nobody's gonna watch them. But you put a Jake Paul, KSI, Logan Paul, whoever the fuck, Conor McGregor, you put them on the main event, people are going to buy it, then they're going to see these undercards and they're going to say like, "Hey, really? I'm glad yeah. I'm glad and I they got make to see more, this. They make more fans that way, you know. And a lot of these fights is because they want to see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? 
they know Jake Jake Paul sucks at boxing. Everybody knows that shit, right? But everybody wants to see what's going to happen. Is he is he going to finally get knocked the fuck out like we all want? Because exactly. I know I want him to get knocked the fuck, fuck out. Why, 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 you know is I mean? that? why is that that you want him to get knocked the fuck out? Because I want him to realize, like, hey, you're fighting real fighters. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. when he has yeah, starts, yeah. you know, like right now, Tyron Woodley has power. Do you think he's disrespecting the sport? And that's why I think he's disrespecting the sport at, at to a certain extent. Why? Because he's called, he's already calling out big, big name yeah. fights, but and he's and he's he barely like, what, like three fights? what has he got three, three, yeah, yeah. three it's gonna be his third fight. Right. But yeah. can I, can I like be the other guy? Yeah, yeah. Of so course, okay, of course. so I, I, I don't, I don't think he's disrespecting the sport. I think he's bringing a lot of awareness of what's dirty about the sport. Right. He's talked about like how Dana White makes millions of fucking dollars where right. these fighters. Are making fucking peanuts, and that's, dude. And that's one thing and I he's, do give he's already Jake exposed. Paul. Yeah, yeah. He's a, and I that's why Dana White him. hates the, hates him right. because Dana White, he's a fucking billionaire and shit. And yep. because of, on the backs of these he fighters, makes, he makes more money you know? than the fighters do. Yeah, and lo, uh, Jake Paul is saying like, man, like you guys are getting fucked here. Right. At least when you fight me, Tyron Woodley's going to make more money fighting me yep. than he ever did in the UFC. Yeah. So, I, I got so I don't think he's disrespecting the sport. Right. He's, in the business he's, sense. He's, he's yes. exposing the Bob Arams, the Dana Whites, the Golden Boys, both MMA and boxing because, right. I mean, you said it yourself. Right. It's a dirty fucking sport, and yeah. I get fucked. Like, right. I'm saying you. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. get fucked over being a cut man, and I think Jake Paul is exposing it, saying, like, these guys are, they're rats, bro. Yeah. Hey. No, and then the and that's in that in that aspect. Yes, I believe he is one of the best promoters right now because he's promoting himself very very well. He's getting all these fighters paid very yeah. very well. He's got a mask, and on. he's exposing the business for what it is, right? Yeah. But him to call himself, you know, calling out all these other yeah. fighters and like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's disrespectful. That to me is disrespectful, especially, what? you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how are you going to call out Canelo? I mean, yeah, like, come on. But, but, so, but, well, it, but it's like Canelo. Right. You think you're Canelo promoting really, yourself. but right. you he's think not going to fight. Him, yeah. Right. You think Canelo really gives two shit. Right. Canelo's over there. He's like, it's like when, um, <laughs> no, what, what's his name? That this guy can say that. I called well, it's like out when McGregor. Yeah. was not going to. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like when McGregor was jumping over. Right. McGregor's a he's a fucking athlete. He's an MMA superstar and everything, but it's a different sport. And right. he was doing it, and a lot of boxers thought it was very disrespectful. Analysts right. and everything, but he still made like fifty five million. But like dollars. Ma- like McGregor <laughs> yeah. was saying, and like even now McGregor, make McGregor calls his own shots even in the UFC, even though he hasn't won a fucking fight since like two thousand sixteen or whatever. Makes millions. He still makes he calls his own shots. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know that frustrates Dana White. Right. Because at the end of the day, the UFC doesn't want independent fighters, you know? Mm-hmm. They want fighters that are going to go in the ring and they can fucking go in the right. cage and they can make money off right. of them. You but know? So here, now, here's now, the thing, though. What I was going to say was um, how how Jake Paul's calling out all these boxers. And, yes, I'll agree that he he's exposed how um, the promoters control everything. Mm-hmm. Because I think any true professional, especially, like, any professional boxer would jump in because you have this pride like for the sport and you'd be like, all right, fight me. Don't fight. Don't fight an MMA fighter in yeah, a boxing fight a match. Fucking boxer, fight. Right. You know, that's like I'm mad about it's like, this guy. I, I wish that Canelo could call his own shot and just say, okay, yeah, let me meet fuck me you up. 
three months from now, we'll do this. Yeah. Flagpole, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guarantee if they said nobody, uh, I mean, just, uh, I mean, this would never happen, obviously. Yeah. But never, ever sell the fights and no, nobody gets a check. It all goes like, whatever. Let's see. Well, what do you, charity. but here, here's the thing that kind of already happened when McGregor was prepared, uh, was called into a camp to like spar and everything with Polyman Lenaji. And that video got exposed, and it wasn't supposed to. And that's what Malinaji got fucking pissed about, because yeah, but Malinaji was told one thing. I mean, you could you could say yeah. one thing. He was told to go in there and spar with him. Yeah. And when somebody and you you know, mm-hmm. if you're sparring, yes, you're fighting, you're fighting, but you're fighting at a almost like a right. learning. You're not going. 100%. You're not going a hundred percent. And when that well, you're not next person. To. Is going a hundred percent and catches you off guard. Of course, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. like in football or any sport that you're going half speed. One guy's going half speed and the others, yeah, you're you're gonna be like, but, what the? Fuck? Yeah, it's like they get the and offense if on defense. There's video where you get hit or knocked down or whatever the case, and you're so. Getting, would you say Mayweather's disrespecting the sport because he's already had about three? I, spectacle I say fights. Mayweather's contributed so much to the sport that, that he, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's what no the way. Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter what he does. Because the and reason we all know it. Because the reason I'm asking, he already had the Conor McGregor fight. He had the Logan Paul fight, and then he fought like some kickboxer in Japan that yeah. weighed like a buck twelve, he's and he and he beat the. He was what? He was undefeated. Though. Yeah, but it was a fucking but child was, he was and fighting. You know, and, and that it was wasn't like, exposure. Did, and that like one did it. But that one was considered an exhibition yeah. match, yeah. so it didn't really yeah, count. So yeah. one thing about Mc, well, I'll use McGregor and Mayweather fight. Uh, the difference between that, I really do think that McGregor or uh, that Mayweather was defending the sport opposed to um, making a farce out of it. Uh, I mean, yes, obviously they both made big bucks, and yes. But at no point in that fight was uh, Mayweather ever in true danger. He toyed with him. If you if you know his career, he toyed with him. He knew he could take his punch, and he let him throw a couple, and then he showed off. And yeah, he, I mean, he, he when them. he fought Logan Paul, he same held him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he held him up. Yeah, he yeah. freaking knocked him. Like same thing, and that's yeah. that's why when like Jake Paul was talking in the press conference, that saying, "Oh, my brother." Uh, gave Mayweather. At what point did he give him any yeah, trouble? But I think he's just again, selling it. He's yeah, just yeah, selling yeah. it. It's like right. uh, Jake Paul is seeing this as a WWE promotion rather than boxing promotion, and that's the thing. If you're if you're a boxing fan, you're not gonna purchase this this fight of like who who who's the best, Tyron Woodley yeah, or right. Jake Paul. But, but, well, that's what Jake Paul's good at, right? Is the drama. Exactly. Like, that's right. that's what and he's yeah, done. Jake Paul, Jake Paul is just basically saying, I'm going to put on a fucking an entertainment, an entertainment event. Yeah. He's not saying this is a boxing, true boxing event. He's not fighting a top 50 dude but or anything. But you're kind he's, of contradicting yourself because you were saying that he's exposing how they don't get recognition. Or if is. you're really, then fight a true boxer, yeah. a true boxer. He doesn't not, need to though. He doesn't need to. That's what he's showing. He doesn't need to like fall into, cause here's the thing. If he's going to f- fight a true boxer, like uh, any of these guys that are in the top 25, yeah. he's got to fucking pay their promotions. He's saying, fuck those guys. Tyron Woodley doesn't have any connection with any of these Bob Arums, golden boys or anything. UFCs. No, he's saying, Fuck those guys. We're going to keep them out of it. You're going to get paid. Not those big heads. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. 
But so you're that's why he's exposing boxing when he hasn't fought a boxer. Yeah, yeah. No, but <laughs> that's like you understand saying, what I'm saying, like right, Jay? I expose exactly a soccer player, but I'm gonna or I expose soccer, but I'm, I'm gonna he's, play football. I'm play against just, a basketball player. No, he's <laughs> just saying, like, dude, you guys don't need to fall into the trap of so many. And I but that's that. with everything, I though. Yeah, I mean, like a, any professional sport, it's all that way. You got to pay the, the heads. The thing the is, there's heads. there's really no outlet for the fighters to, you know, they all have to get together. Yeah, you know. There's no players association for the fighters. Right. And they, they all have mm. to get together and put their foot down and be like, no, we're not going to fight. Like, pretty much go on a strike. And But the bad thing about it is that they can get sued for money that they don't have. Yeah. So they have to fight. Well, well, it's you because know? you can't go individual until you've made it big. Yeah. Like like De La Hoya, it took him. It took Mayweather. They had to go through through the grind with... Other people calling the shots until they made it to a certain. But point, even right? even then, like, Deloya doesn't even call his own shots. It's Golden Boy, like it's his promotion. Yes, you think of Golden Boy as yeah, but there's a board and but all that. Yeah, stuff. but he also has partners. Yeah. So, I, I just mean, feel like to call yourself a boxer, like in Logan Jake Paul's case, like you have to fight a boxer. I, I deep down inside, I don't think he's calling himself a boxer. He's just. He's, he's just with people, yeah, like he's just getting people yeah. off. Yeah. Like, he's right. trolling. That's exactly he's, what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he's a troll. He's, yeah. he's people famous. Well, yeah. He was born from <laughs> the internet. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. He's so. a troll, and and he has so many <laughs> followers that and he makes the ones great that fucking content. Him. Are you gonna watch that fight, Jay? He makes no, no. dude. Have he you does. seen him on YouTube? I'll watch it. I'll wait. I'll wait for the highlights. Yeah, dude. He's a fucking monster on YouTube. I dude. He has a lot of followers for a reason. I mean, exactly. I love watching his shit on YouTube. I like watching when he was. Throwing shit at Conor McGregor's trainer. He's calling right. people out. He takes Mayweather's hat. Like, dude, that is fucking, fucking entertainment. It's, yeah, the it's the hilarious. best. It's a fucking <laughs> clip that, like, gets played over and over. He knows what he's doing. And right. it's, it's sometimes, awesome. Sometimes in those instances, I wonder if they're, like, staged a little bit. Like, does he tell yes. him, like, hey, I'm going to yeah, mess with fuck you? Yeah. yeah, you know Mayweather yeah. was a part of that yeah. shit. Like, Same thing with when Conor and, and Mayweather were going out. That's all yeah. staged. You know, they know like, and they, they even, probably rehearsed it before. Yeah. Everybody and then even there, like I mean? even Tyron Woodley's yeah. in on it as well, because they were saying he's like naming all these guys. And then Tyron Woodley's like Tyron Woodley's like, oh, and these nuts or some shit like, dude, they're both like playing into <laughs> they know. it. It's yeah. all part of the game. You it's have fun, to sell dude. the fight. It's fucking fun. You know, you have to sell the fight, you know, uh, going back to another fight that's coming up on September 4th. Um, Jennifer Hans fighting in England. Yes. Yeah, that's a co-main event right? with Lada and Warrington. They're, that's their second fight. Um, and it's not getting as much attention as what we were just talking about, Jake Paul and right. Woodley fighting. But um, what do you what do you think about Jennifer Hans chances? And I think and she has a great chance. Um, again, she's been out for what, like two years that yeah. she hasn't fought. So those things do come in uh and come she had a play. she had another kid right yeah, yeah she, baby, she just so. you know she just had another baby um what they call you know and then what we like to call in the business the uh cage rust or ring rust yeah you know you 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 haven't been in there for a while that's why a lot of fighters like to be active you know they try to get as many fights as they can spar as much as they can for that reason but yeah no um i think i think of course she has she has a great chance i mean she's a great boxer she has a lot of power. A lot of people don't don't know this, but well, you know, I was surprised so when little. I when I talked to her one time. She was telling me that she spars with guys, all guys. Yeah, like yeah. she she yeah, was saying that everyone she spars yeah. with in cruises and yep. all. Yeah, um, it's all guys. Um, very few girls. Like 
like I said, Ari Ariana, uh-huh. the, that girl, she was actually sparring with Jennifer Hahn, like maybe last week. Mm-hmm. So you know that's because they're about the same size. Well, and it, they it, both they both hit hard. They both got they're very technical. Um, my friend uh, Johnny Guillen, yeah, yeah, um, she yeah, she Johnny. spars with Jennifer yeah, she too. Told me about so Johnny, yeah. you know, um, I think I think Jennifer um, has a really really good chance. Yeah. You know. Well, she it, it's a uphill battle against uh, Katie Taylor, who's yeah. a gold medalist, right? She's a yep. gold medalist. Yeah. Oh shit! She she, she holds like a, four she titles holds like right four now. Titles. That's what she's. That's what Jennifer is fighting yeah, for. What is this? Four titles. It's on next Saturday. Next Saturday. It's on the zone. It's on the zone. It's on the zone. Yeah, it's on the zone. That sounds dope. It's gonna be in England too. It's for so. Uh, and WBC, she's and Katie WBA, is from England. Yeah. Oh, really? So Hometown, Jennifer right? Hans going over yeah. there too. Yeah. So hopefully she won't leave it to the judges. Because usually when you go to enemy territory, the judges tend to go for their person. Yeah, well, she she their fighter. I said Jennifer knocks her out. This is a good oh, opportunity. Yeah. It kind of shows like you know she she still has that respect even though she's been out of the game for about a couple of years. Yeah. Um, it, it shows that she's still a respectable fighter yes. to yeah. to get this opportunity. Of course, and she has Louis Burke too. So you know that's. Louis Burke out of Las Cruces, you know, that's it's always been a big name, very respectable. And, you know, Louis Burke is a really nice guy. You're going to be watching that fight? I will definitely watch that fight. It's, so a, it's like at two because it's is like it? England. Yeah. 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 It's a different it's time. Like two in the morning yeah. time. No, no, <laughs> in the afternoon. Right? In the afternoon. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Watch so party? Watch party? Yeah, I mean, watch we should. Party. We could do another Commentary? one. You, sh- you guys should have a watch party. Well, man. you gotta you gotta awesome. come sit yeah, in. If you're not in. doing yeah, anything, you go. gotta well, come sit next in. Next weekend, you can yeah. be our cut yeah. man for a while. All right. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anyone's getting cut, <laughs> but you can fuck. You, hey, you never know. There's glass somewhere. You, know? <laughs> you can fucking start just rubbing fucking whatever it is, Vaseline on our foreheads and shit, make us all shiny. If we get drunk enough, I'll just be like Jerry, just fucking cut me. Just fucking have plans. Cut me, man. Oh, Peter has plans. Well, you have plans too. You're going. Oh, do I? Yeah. What are the plans? Uh, All of a sudden, you got plans that <laughs> you didn't know about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch the fight over somewhere else. Oh, that's right. Ooh, culeros. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. You want to come? Hey, you want to come to our party, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys are all invited. Come. Go on, Jerry. <laughs> we'll just take the studio over there. Right, yeah. We'll just set up cameras and all. Nah, fuck we'll it. set it up over there. Let's go. I'm down. Shit. Fuck it. Let's go to London. I mean, I'm gonna Let's watch go the London. fight. It's just, I don't know. We could do the watch party yeah. um, or the calling the fight. I have my lavalier mics throwing it back old school. We'll right. Get the wire hangers, baby. Old yeah. school, baby. The, the ruler. Yeah, the ruler. <laughs> the ruler. Yeah. Yeah. The ruler. I think, it, I think <laughs> it's only six inches now because it broke it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, same. But, uh, <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what do you like doing more, MMA or boxing of the two sports? Um, MMA, you definitely get more work because of, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the kicks, the knees, the elbows, you know, it's bone on bone. So you're always going to get more cuts, more yeah. fractures um, a- in that sense. But um, I I like doing both, yeah. you know, because it's pretty much the same thing. No matter no matter where you go, if it's boxing or MMA yeah. um, and for MMA, uh, it's just harder to get into because most um a lot of a lot of the shows they already have their cutmans, mm. you know. So and how do you do that? Do you put like a request form or like? Yeah, how, you just hit up you 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 call promoters. You know, if you know they don't have cutmans, you hit up you hit up the promoter and you mm. you offer your services. You know, and they you know, um, I follow a lot of them so mm. they can they get to see 
my page. They get to see how I wrap hands. They get to see that I have experience. You want to throw out your page really quick? Yeah, it's at, at Cutman underscore Burgos on Instagram. You guys can follow me on there. Um, I have I have a, I have tutorial videos as well. If you guys want to learn how to wrap hands, um, DM me. Uh, I can also do one on ones. I can go to your you guys anybody's gym and teach you guys how to properly wrap hands. Um, I'm all about teaching. Um, I wanna I, w- I wanna try to get as many people as I can and uh, to wrap proper hands. You know, a lot of trainers out there, um, they think they know because they've been in the business for a long time, but they have no eye. They yeah, um, they have no clue how to do it. Um, you know. And a lot of people are like, but why do you put uh, instructional videos? Why not? You know, I'm all about making sure yeah. that the fighters, you know, well, even if I don't get if I don't yeah. even get props, because well, I, like, know, I know there's there's some trainers out there that have watched my videos a hundred <laughs> times already. And they wrapping hands just like mine. If you watch their pictures and yeah. how they're wrapping hands, they look just like mine. They're actually using the same tape. That I use, but they don't have your touch. You want to call them out, Jerry? We have. Um, the, we I'm have not gonna <laughs> say. I'm not gonna say no name because they all know. But we're watching. Um, we'll just let you know. You know I mean, I mean, yeah, we, we can watch. Who. We could watch boxing all day. It, it doesn't necessarily mean we know how right. to fight. You know. So, but no, you guys, uh, whoever wants to learn how to wrap hands, um, if you want to, le- um, I, I, uh, if you want to learn how to wrap hands, DM me. I'm, I'm happy to work with you guys. Um, if you guys need me to work your corners, um, please hit me up. As well as um, um, if you uh, since I'm part, of, I want to give a shout out to World Cutmen's Association as well. Uh, follow them at World Cutmen's Association on Instagram. Um, we're also allowed to have uh, apprentice. So if anybody's interested in learning Shit, the nice. art of being a cutman and wrapping hands and coming with me and yeah. learning to work some shows and some fights. You, I I will do that as it, well too. It's like, yo, Jerry, what do you need me to do? He's like, hold this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay, le- it's legit shit. <laughs> You're like, <"Fuck." laughs> it's all like just fucking it's going like, through your. This shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning, you know, because a oh, lot yeah. of people uh, think they can do it, but there's there's yeah. standards to this, yeah, you know. Um, some of the things that really bother me, it's when you see a guy with 15 cotton swabs touching their sweaty arms, you know, I hate that, you know, or they're not wearing gloves. Like the old, some of the old school guys, I got a lot of respect for them, but please wear gloves, man. Um, You're not only, you're not only protecting yourself, but you're also protecting the fighter. You know, Mm -hmm. if you, you know, you can put something in their cut that gets infected and you know, that's going to get stitched later. So you want to keep those wounds as clean as possible. Um, If you guys watch some of my pictures, I have, my cutman wristband that has my thing with the Vaseline yeah. in it, um, and then I I wear a sweatband all the way up to here, and I barely have maybe one or two Q-tips. Um, I try to keep it in my baggie. I won't pull I won't pull them out yeah. until until I need it. Um, and I'm always wearing gloves. You will never see me without gloves. Um, trying the, to keep everything sterile, everything as clean and sterile as possible. So if you guys, you know, if whoever wants to learn, want to be an apprentice, uh, please uh, DM me at Cutman Burgos, and uh, I'll be happy to teach you how to do it. And I'll even take you guys, whoever wants to learn, whenever I have a show, 
No, we, we can go and 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 learn some stuff and that'd be fucking fun actually that, yeah, that would you guys actually could see it because that's um there's people in england there's there's teams in england there's teams in germany and there's teams in ireland um that are doing that they they're getting kids to be apprenticeship and they put them in the shows and they're starting to learn the the world of cut man you know that's yeah. it's very underrated it's a very underrated job you know we don't get we don't get as much clout you know as much uh um attention as as a lot of these guys should um there's some so many great cut men's and cut women out there um if you're in canada if you if you if you're in canada or any part of the world and you want to learn how to do this hit me up i will get you connected with somebody anywhere on the world that's part of being in this um organization the yeah. world cut men's association we have people from all over the world who are professionals we all have standards yeah pretty much the same well, standards what would you say is more important in the fight game getting those hands protected <coughs> or the ability to close like any kind of wound or like trying to bring down the swelling like if you had to choose between those it two was really playing devil's advocate today no mm -hmm. it's, and no, it's no, no. And they're great questions no 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 because i'm asking like some guys they, you had they to will die say by I mean, fire or by water <laughs> no because some guys they're badass at you know, yes. sealing things up, yes. bringing down swelling. And then some guys are just right. like, no, like a Maywe Mayweather talks about, uh, what's his name? Uh, he, he just passed away, didn't he? Uh, Mayweather's uh, cut man, the one yeah, that would Bodak, have. Mr. Bodak. That yeah. guy, Mayweather would not trust anybody with his hands. Because oh, really? Mayweather, like people don't know this. When people say like, oh, Mayweather, he just dances around and everything. Early in his career, he was a knockout artist. The yeah, reason yeah, he, the he, reason he, he had a hands? change was because he was constantly breaking his hands. Yeah, and it wasn't really until well. later on he met up with this guy, and this guy took care of his hands and everything. So Mayweather, late, later on in his career, he said, like, I'm never going to trust anybody else with my hands. And to Mayweather, that was the most important thing. Because, one, he doesn't even fucking get hit, well, you know? Those are his money makers so, right there, bro. No, 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 but that's what I'm that's saying. A, like, that's a, that's a so good like, question. But then you would see, like, a guy like, say, Arturo Gatti, right? That guy, that guy time. needs a fucking cut, man. Right. You know, like because right. that's how he makes his money. Yeah. He goes in there, he goes to war. He's, he's fucking exactly. Yeah. So, so he needs someone that's gonna seal up the wounds. So yeah, that's a valid question, and I'm glad you asked. Um, because I believe, first of all, to be a good cut man, to call yourself a good professional cut man, you got to be able to do both. Because I've seen it. I've seen some shows that they have a cut man but does not know how to wrap hands. Doesn't even wrap hands. He just shows up, works the show as a cut man, and leaves. Yeah. Um, but to get to the point of the question, I believe the most important part is wrapping your hands. You have to protect your tools. Those are your tools. That's how you're knocking people out. It doesn't matter um, if you can't stop a bleeding. You know that, That's going to happen. That's part of the game. I mean, there's going to be times where you can't do nothing about the cut. You know, you can't do nothing about a swelling, you know. Um, actually, swelling are, tend to be worse than a cut. They'll, they'll stop a fight faster yeah, for swelling than, than a cut. Yeah. Um, and, but that also comes with experience, knowing how to use your cold press. But, yeah, the, the most important thing for me is learning how to wrap hands yeah. properly. And that's why... Um, the, when you do certain classes and certain seminars, the longest part of the seminar 
is wrapping hands. It would it, it, it you need at least eight hours, a whole day to teach proper God hand wrapping, damn, because especially my you know when I teach, I you have to wrap. The first thing we do is you wrap your own hand. Hmm. You're gonna sit there and everybody's gonna wrap their own hand first. Like one handed, you're just yeah one handed, oh shit. one handed. Just like in my in my instructional video, I teach. I have it on my Instagram. You, anybody can watch it. I wrap my own hand. And I go slowly, step by step, explaining why I do yeah. what I do. And anybody can watch it. How good are you at tying a tie? Do you know that wins or not? You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> you know to, that wins or not? That's crazy, right? I know how to wrap hands, <laughs> but I don't know anything about doing ties. Oh, man. Um, Make but, a tie out of wrap. But, and then after He's that. like, I can stop your bleeding with a tie. <laughs> <laughs> and then after, um, you'll, you, everybody pairs up, and then you wrap each other's hands. Oh, okay. All right, so yeah. when Peter fights RuPaul and he gets a nasty-ass cut over, <laughs> what's ideal? Where do you want that cut? Uh, is it underneath the eye? Is it on the bridge of the nose? Um, what is it? Like, you want if, it, if Peter gets cut over the eye, are you like, oh, shit, we're fucked? Where, um, where's the ideal cut? The, well, there's really no ideal cut. You don't want to get cut at all. Don't get cut, Peter. But Peter's like, fuck. With those big-ass nails? Yeah. Fucking werewolf, bro. Fucking just starts whipping you with her wig and everything. Like a tiger. But the whole point of stopping, one of the points is, is to avoid blood to go into the eye. Okay. So, mm -hmm. because then that's, Blurry. you know, Blurry you vision, can't, see, can't it, see, and then they'll stop the fight because you yeah, can't yeah. see. And I don't know if any of you have gotten any blood in your eye, but that thing just, you can't see anything. Yeah. And it burns yeah. like yeah, hell. It stings like a motherfucker. Um, so, you know, if you get a cut here, you know, great. If if it happens to be a cut. You Where know, would you want to be cut, Peter, if you it, had to? Because then it doesn't go into the, it Under doesn't yeah. go into the eye. But like I said, that's why the cuts right here. Are some of the worst, yeah. worst cuts, and like right here too. Fuck. And a couple of weeks ago, there was a an MMA fight where the guy uh, T.J. Dillashaw, when he came back, yeah. he had a cut right here, and Cutman Tate did a great job at stopping the bleeding because it was gonna go, it was it was gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Just a tear. And the bleeding. doctor was should have stopped it, but the Cutman did so good yeah. that they didn't stop it. And T.J. Dillashaw got the win. Yeah. Do you know and what he did, like, to like help stop that bleeding? He Was just used he. Um, we either used two cotton swabs, or roll uh, some gauze or something. A gauze, a thick gauze, and then they he just used epi epinephrine. Dude, that's so crazy that epi. And just then he just, just put like he just puts pressure on it, and then the the Vaseline is supposed to be cold. That's why they put it. On their just hardens, on I their guess. hands because it starts melting it a little bit because it, it's supposed to be at a, a like a silly putty yeah, yeah. consistency mm -hmm. and uh, I'm gonna tell you guys a secret that only oh. cut no no, no don't tell don't we, tell we, us we can mute this part yeah, that's okay no no no, no, no it's okay there. it's okay because there's other stuff that we can use but uh just we mix we mix epi into the Vaseline as well mm. so yeah. once we plug that in there's there's epi in I thought there. you were gonna say like Clorox or something oh. no there's you know there's just other stuff that you can quick. put that are legal like I get Play-Doh because you can't put everything in there super good okay. so Tabasco. and that's what they that's did. why it burns um, like <laughs> and since we're talking about back back cut uh gypsy king um what was it what's his name uh, uh, uh tyson, tyson fury, tyson fury. Um, i was like gypsy king talking to me that fight that <laughs> fight where he had that back cut on his yeah. eyebrow nobody knew who jorge capetillo was till that fight right name for himself he made a name for himself and the cut was so big he was rolling Goss thick, making yeah. it thick because a cotton swab is too small. Mm -hmm. 
but some people use two, three of them. But the best bet for cuts like that is roll a big old thick, you know, roll roll the gauze as thick as possible, mm-hmm. and soak it on epi or. How much epi are you allowed per fight? Um, it depends. I you can have three, four bottles, five, six bottles. You can have them all. As long as it's of that consistency. It's approved, and as long as the commission approves it, and it's in the bottle. Yeah. Now, if you go to New York, you got to have a brand new bottle for each fighter. Mm. So if you if I only use a little bit for let's say for Abel, I can't use that yeah. same bottle Fuck. for you. I gotta put it Damn. away. I can save it for later, but I have bucks. to open a brand new one. That's another three hundred dollars. Fuck. Just don't get you know, fucking so cut. It just depends, Peter. you know. Yeah. So again, you so Peter's not love, gonna fight in New York. You, yeah, you gotta love. You yeah. got like I said, you gotta love this because you know all this equipment, all the medications. Like Epi Epi alone costs three hundred to four hundred dollars a bottle. So imagine the avatine and the thrombin that cost way more. What is that? And those are other medications that we use to stop bleeding. So like the epi, like you said, it doesn't cauterize wound, but it just stops. It just closes the, it, it, it shrinks. The wound? The, <coughs> no, the, the blood, uh, blood vessels. The blood vessels. That's Ooh. fucking crazy, dude. That's if you didn't show up late, you would have known yeah. this. You're it asking questions that he already... Uh, I'm sorry. No, right. I was there for that. I just wanted to make sure that that's... <laughs> you know. that's and then there's want. other tricks that you could do, other stuff you can mix. Weaponephrine's well, like uh, anti... like. Uh, it's like for fucking like, no, like nasal spray. No, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's depending on the consistency. Allergic reactions. Because there's, there's like some EpiPens? that are to yeah. raise your, your heart rate yeah. when you're dying. That's what Abel has. And then has. there's some that are, that are in the EpiPens, like for allergic reactions. Yeah. And then there's other co- other ones or, that are for other things, but the ones that are legal, that are even under Aaba and Useda, um, it's Epi one one thousand, and that's very common. A lot of people I use fucking it. Fucking just so want to get cut now, just to so see what it feels like. <laughs> 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 all right, so if the uh, all right three hundred dollars, are you? Dude. How about I'll give I'm you one fifty. I'm gonna give you a scenario. <laughs> I'll take an empty bottle. Yeah, oh, give me an empty go- one. Golden Boy calls you, top rank. Or the UFC, or those I- three, or the cartel. <laughs> Which one are you going <laughs> yeah. with? Definitely the UFC. <laughs> I don't know the wrong, cartel. Wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer. It's Same. the cartel. Yeah, the cartel <laughs> has a lot more connections. Yeah. <laughs> the, cartel, the cartel. Y'all trying to get me murdered, The man. cartel probably runs all three of them. Yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So either uh, way, I'm, I'm still won't like, be in the no. same in the right spot either way. Yeah. Just have friends in all like, places. Do you, do you run into any like fighters that are just superstitious? Like they want their left hand type first, but rather than the right or yes, um, yeah. they want for a chicken claw in there. Do yeah, you like, have any superstitions? So, no, like I don't have any superstitions. But some fighters like, like first, right I've heard this: I uh, speed over power. So if you're a righty, they want their left hand first, mm. right, uh-huh. and then they'll want their right hand tighter Last. and more mm. tape. That's crazy. And it also, again, you have to learn all these things. It's not just wrapping a hand. You also have to see if the fighters Injury. have had in injuries, mm. so you have to tape it differently. You got to add certain things to the padding that I are legal. I think I want to be a so cut man, dude. You know, so how, how are you going to so. wrap Peter's hands? Because he doesn't have speed or power. <laughs> <laughs> He's got calves. So it doesn't matter which He's hand gonna, I wrap. Yeah. So. He's going to put something in there. <laughs> Start Lock moving. Soccer robot. <laughs> <laughs> Just take beer, beer cans. <laughs> beer yeah. He's gonna do Edward, Edward, Edward forty hands <laughs> <laughs> with some padding on his knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna come out the tunnel. People are gonna be like, "What the myself. fuck is Peter doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to fight like that, Peter." 
This is a cool world, man. Yeah. Like, I've never, I'm glad you, like, reached out to us because I never knew, like, I mean, I'm a fan of boxing. Peter and I have been watching boxing since we were little, man. Um, But this is something totally different because when you think of boxing, of course, everyone knew who Stitch was, right? right. Like, a lot of people just through the UFC as well as seeing him movies. In, in movies, boxing corners. He even comes out in that movie with yeah. Woody he's Harrelson. Been in, he's been in several movies, yeah. yeah. So Creed. Mm-hmm. Well, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Both of them. All right, so Rocky, the last Rocky. But like this little episode that we're doing here, it's it's really cool. I mean, it's quite fascinating. But let's get, let's go to the movies when there's that scene in Creed where he needs to like take a shit. And I think I asked you last time, have you come into situations like that? You're wrapping a guy's hand. Maybe he needs to take a shit, a piss, or he needs to throw up or something. Because I think the rule is like if he leaves to go take a shit, like you got to redo the no. do it, or the commission has the to. The commission go with goes goes with and him. see him take a shit. Yeah. Right? Oh, so much. you can do that. You can go you leave can. and take a shit. Yes. Once you have, you well, get your hands wrapped. You. No the, way. The commission they go with you. So like say so round five. Like, hey, like every no, time no, no, you go to a restroom and I look at you, you get mad. Not during the fight. I was like during the fight. During the fight, you just shit yourself. Yeah, imagine you're like not during the fight. Because I was gonna ask you like. What These are valid questions. I'm just asking. Hey, have you so ever seen a boxing match? <laughs> that's why I was saying, like, <laughs> you can do that. Up. That's why I was saying. Give me a second. So, so, Jerry, do Put you, the bucket. Do you yeah. lace up the gloves too for them? <laughs> just like, I gotta yes. Okay. We're supposed to lace them, lace them our, ourselves or the trainer. Okay. Depend, depending, but usually we what? lace them up and we tape them as well. Once they're laced and taped. You're you're, that's, you're ready to that, go. You're ready to you're go. A commission, that's like right, you're commission about to put, walk out. To you put fight. the X's on the gloves yeah. and they yeah. say you're good to go. But have you ever had to like, you know, somebody like, dude, fucking rewrap me because yeah, like it, something nature calls luck, or whatever. Luckily, I've I've never had to. But if you got to go to the bathroom while your hands are wrapped, that's what you got to go. You know, just don't yeah. get anything on the on, <laughs> on, on the wraps. The, on the wraps. But on that's the you guys think you guys can wipe your ass? Jerry's like, you know how much fucking money is well, in your hands right now. I mean, right no, now? but if if anything happens because so, for for championship fights, mm-hmm. you, the other trainer, the trainer of the opponent, can come and watch the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, watch, watch you wrap wraps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. even if you're the any any and this happens no matter what, even if you're. The cut man for a specific fighter, or you're the cut man for for the for the organization. Yeah. Um. If if the opponent's trainer it's not happy with those hand wraps, they redo. They can be. I want you to. Yeah, yeah we've seen that before. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, and, again, and so you just Mosley cut it. Mosley's trainer. Yeah. He, he saw him. How yeah, they but, were but doing that was because he was cheating. Yeah, he yeah. was actually so, cheating. Yeah, yeah. So have you ever encountered any kind of cheating? You don't have to name anyone, but no. have you en- nah, name not, not 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 me? I haven't really seen any. No horseshoes going into a no. club, and, and that's a, 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 again, way, and that's horseshoe. why the commission yeah. watches now. That's why they have a commission. Yeah. Like the commission checks my padding, the knuckle padding. They they see me unroll it. They see me cut it. Yeah, it's all. They see me. It's you got know, metal I'll fibers in it and shit. Yeah, they. they I, I I give it to them. They touch it. They look at it. And even after they're done, they always look at it. That's why most commissions you can only use white tape. Oh, it's easier because yeah. it's easier. If you put anything on there, like any solution, it, it, it's gonna turn mm. into. It's gonna turn brown or. Brown oh, well, that's color. what Margarito so, is doing. And right? that's why you can't. Cover the knuckles too. That that tape you were using last time, it was like black and it orange. It was black. Yeah. Uh, was um, black. 
And that's for training. So that's just training yeah. purposes only? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a gym, that's what they call it a gym tape. I tell um, you, man, it lasted. For, I, I used it for like for two amateur months. boxing. They let me use that black Gross. tape. Oh, okay. You know, but but you know they all like I said they they watch they'll. They but of course touch, they they, they know the it. brands are like oh right he's a lot using. most yeah most of the commissions they already know the brands so they're like oh he's using this, you know this type of a brand so they they they're okay with it they're already like oh okay and again they're watching you know and commissions and most commissions which. It should be every commission. When you show up with a bag, they inspect your bags. It's like TSA. Yeah, pretty much. You know, so there's certain stuff that you are not allowed to have. Like I know in New Mexico, and I believe Texas as well do it. Um, I every every time I come in, I have to have a brand new uh, Vaseline. Oh shit! It has to be brand new. So even if I used a little bit, I can't mm. use it the next time. So I'll because of that. Because people will mix <laughs> prior to what do you use yeah. up all the stuff. half empty vaseline? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I you, you go to your house, you have half that. Nope. Dude, I have a. Why I do you think he's so shiny, man? I have a. Slathers. <laughs> 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 that's because I'm sweating my ass off. But <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, no. I have a trick where I put. Um, anybody can use it. Um, I put whatever. I'll refill like the from one to the other yeah i'll put it outside let it melt so it oh, evens out Oh, look at it and then i'll put it shit i might have well anyways <laughs> <laughs> don't worry nobody it, listens and then, I <laughs> <laughs> and then i put it in the fridge boxing committee's like and then okay. it cools off and it just looks brand yeah. new yeah yeah. And then, you know, you they're just like, this expired uh, in 1978. <laughs> Consolidation. <laughs> I wasn't even alive in 1978. Vintage, <laughs> bro. Vintage bottle. <laughs> it's a glass. This brand got discontinued, <laughs> discontinued in like 2008 and shit. It's, it's like, an I open. Just, I just it's bought open, it last bro. week. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking yeah, about. It about. says that's a lube on it. So. <laughs> That's K- another trick that you guys can, you know, if K- you guys need K-Y- to. K-Y- K-Y- new. Jelly. So, but yeah, like I said, commissions, they, they check, you know, there's certain stuff that yeah. they're not going to let you have That's in the funny. back. So especially if, and if they know you, a lot of the, especially in New Mexico, I've been, I've been working under New Mexico for so long in Texas that yeah. they see me and they, a lot of the times they don't even check. Yeah, cause they they know you know, yeah, and, yeah. and they they know I'm part of the yeah. World Cutmas Association. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're, they have standards. Well, yeah, standard so and then you know you build your rep, you build you know they know like sometimes, like, uh, um, there's times where I've sent them my paperwork late, right? Mm-hmm. And but I have I have a fight that Saturday. Yeah. I'll go up to the head of the commission, and they know me so well. Yeah. I'll tell them, hey man, I already sent the paperwork. Yeah. I sent the money in, How, everything, and they're like. Oh, okay. Here, boom. And they'll still let me work the show because they know that I, yeah, yeah. you know, they they trust that yeah. I'm doing it. You well, know? well, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, how much pull does the the association that you're a part of have? Because like like they know who you are and stuff, and they know you're a part of this association. You obviously gotta uh, take care of your reputation because you're not only representing representing yourself you're also representing them so right is it important to be in an association when you are a cut man um it's not necessary but i recommend it yeah because it helps you know it 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 helps because it also it it shows that you're actually validated you know Mm -hmm. you have the experience they because it's not you can't just be like hey uh, i want to join 
You yeah. know, you got to show you got to show them pictures. Somebody else has two or three people have vouch. to vouch for you. Like mm. references. Yes, you got to have those references. You know, they you they got to see that you're you know you. That's why I, sh- I put so many pictures of my yeah. hand wraps and my work because they they have to see it. You know, and sometimes they'll even ask you to go and do an internship with them. Yeah. You know, and then they ask. Oh, they'll they'll be like, oh, where you live at? Like right now, if anybody, like I said, says, oh, I want to join the World Cutman's Association, what they'll probably do is, if they're in this area, they'll send them to me, and then oh, I have shit. to evaluate like, them. like a rep. Damn. Yeah, and I have to evaluate them. I have to, you know, make sure that they're legit, that they know how to wrap hands. They know. Oh, how Jerry, to, Jerry's like the you know Veronica Escobar of like, fucking like, El Paso. Like me, Mr. Cutman Association over two, here. He's a rep. Yeah, Veronica like two people. Escobar. <laughs> Like for me to join the World Cutman's Association, two people vouched for me it was uh, Doctor Samorano from Mexico, because mm-hmm. he gave he I did one of his seminars and he saw how I was wrapping hands and he saw that I already had ex- some experience prior to, yeah. and then also Mister Harley Riddle, um, he's f- out of uh, Kansas, here in the states and he's the head of the United States, oh, so I, I had to send my information to to him, and he also has videos of. On, he's sponsored by Title, and he's has videos. He's worked in Bellator. He's worked with so many other yeah. boxers, and he has videos on hand wrapping as well on on YouTube. And those two people vouch for me to be into the World Cutman's Association. And it took me like two or three years trying to get into those associations Damn. before I could get in. That's fucking bad. You know, trying to talk to talking to them and showing them, and you know, and you have to like you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping to pretty soon here go do help out Dr. Samorano on one of his uh, seminars. Um, he wants to fly me down there so I can help teach because I'm also bilingual. So that also helps. Let's hear that. Let's hear that sexy Puerto Rican accent. No, you're not going to hear it. Oh. Just speak oh. to me in Spanish. I thought you were German. Yeah, you got to speak Spanish. I thought you were German. I thought you were German. I was following your Instagram since the last time you came in, and I saw that it was maybe like a month month ago or two months ago you Stalker. were in you were in utah yeah and you're just like kind of showing it off uh you talked about like how you're i believe in eight states you said yeah right now just about um where where are some of the coolest places you've been being a cut man um mexico i want to say because it's beautiful you know the cartel yeah the cartel. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like they pay good, <laughs> they pay good. <laughs> no that those those were fun trips um but Colorado, I love going to Colorado. It's beautiful up there, and Utah. Utah, that was my first time going up there. Yeah, and I I loved it. I and mean, Utah's it was beautiful. Pretty. I mean, it was great. <coughs> I loved it. Great weather. I mean, um, Las Vegas, of course, was another awesome place I went to because that's when I actually got to go into the uh, UFC Performance Institute. Mm-hmm. And I got to go into the apex. That place is fucking massive, isn't it? Yeah, they're especially the Performance Institute. Yeah. It's it's huge, and I got to see all that and and be around uh, Valentina Shevchenko and Anto- Antonina Shevchenko and their coach. I got to learn so much from their coach and how they work and how they train. Yeah, that it was just amazing. Um, I was I was hoping I could wrap her hands, but she doesn't wrap her hands to train. Oh no! So yeah, she she trains without hand, she's any hand savage. wraps. Yeah. yeah, she's a savage. Like, <laughs> she's, I'm telling you, she has to be like some sort of KGB operative or something. Like that. that girl, <laughs> she's that black, girl can do anything. She's I black mean, she'll, she'll murder you. Yeah, she's like the black widow. Yeah, like, yeah. 
for real. Like there's that there's a reason why Halle Berry freaking hired her for for her new movie that it's all it's about MMA. That Halle Berry's got a new movie oh, coming cool. out where she's an MMA fighter and I Halle Berry, fifty two years old, talking about fucking yeah. people staying in yeah, the game yeah. too long. Oh, <laughs> oh, <but laughs> oh. Yeah, a lot of people don't Give realize the there's a lot of famous actors that are like black belts in jujitsu and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. You know, like Keanu Reeves, you know, that guy trains in different multiple. That guy can shoot. Have yeah, you guys seen his yeah, videos? Yeah, yeah. Shooting? John Wick, dog. Like, that for John Wick, savage. like, all that stuff, he had to train for it. And, like, like he's legit. Yeah. You know, um, there's, you know, so those those were really, really good experiences for me. And, uh, you know, um, want to give a shout out to some of the cutmans that I look up to. Oh, I thought he was going to say, I want to give a shout out to Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Reeves. The one. Yeah. The, the Rock. John Cena. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's um, one of your favorite fighting movies like what's a movie that you could good one anthony good one man there's so many of them you know i i like creed because it's like a newer version okay you know and they actually show uh you know some people that i know that have worked there, some extras from las cruces because you know there's a part um the part where they're in the desert training uh-huh. that was that was here they, oh, they filmed in cruces oh, oh. wait yeah they yeah, filmed shit. in cruces and uh michael jordan was here um, Cruises? Michael B. Yeah. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, he's the B. Let's get it. Oh, Let's okay. get it. Let's hey, get right. have have you seen uh, Space Jam, the new one? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, yeah. dude, yeah, you gotta part. watch it, man. Yeah, no, that man. part was he's not Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But that part was <laughs> fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, I was like, I lost my shit for a second. I was like, yeah. is Michael Jordan really gonna come out in this movie? And, yeah, then, it was and then it's Michael B. Jordan. It was funny. The wrong Jordan. Yeah, it's the wrong Jordan. Popcorn, like. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 no, nah, man. But uh, no, I I like the here comes the boom because it's Ooh, all, here comes not the only boom. not only one. it's it's <laughs> hilarious, it's funny. Yeah, that's just funny. but it's they like, actually that's like, Kevin James, you know right? I mean? yeah. Like yeah. they they show like the UFC and I heard he trained training. like really hard for. Yeah, that. he did. He like, actually like, trained. For well, him. I heard he's a badass. Yeah. yeah, he's very athletic for for a big dude, man. He can fight. So they call him Kevin the Rock James. <laughs> <laughs> B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin the Rock B. Jordan. <laughs> um, have, you, have you ever had like a Rocky moment when a fighter's like, cut me, cut me. <laughs> no. no. Cut me, Jerry. <laughs> that is like the wrong thing to do. Yeah. That's like, that's not what You're supposed to all. fix cuts, not make yes, cuts. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's, <laughs> we, that's like a Wait, joke like, between... The cut man's because yeah. like that's like the opposite of what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Is that that's he's like so far fetch. That's the first video they show in like the seminars. It's Dude, like not. what to do, and or like, like or like million dollar baby, <laughs> where, yeah. do or like million dollar baby when he's like, let him hit you. No, dude. Let him hit you. It's like put put the stool in there. There's no more stools ever allowed. I, I was about to ask him like, has he had a million dollar baby like in his? Career I where wait. somebody comes up and they're like, "Hey, they trip on the will stool? you train? Will, will you train me?" And then like <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, I actually I have, by yeah. the way, oh, yeah. yeah." Where you're just like, "Man, I don't know, man," but you like, know. you're you're 42 years <laughs> old. <laughs> you're Halle Berry. I don't think you can do this. <laughs> it's like, bro, you're literally like the Rudy of fucking boxing. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you never know, bro. Rudy, Rudy like, did his thing. He's like, I actually have. You asked me at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I always ask this question when we have like a guest, but who are you choosing to to train? That's what we did last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like you're, you don't have hey, those other I'm guys do, in the hey, studio. I'm still going with the vet. 
You're going with the vet? All right. Against yeah, RuPaul. Go, just, just, go because, just because you saw his legs or what? Yeah, 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 yeah bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mondo was looking at last time. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, after you hey, wrap my And then hands, whatever you know what extra Vaseline you have, you can rub it on his <laughs> legs. <laughs> you know, That's what they say, you know what they say bro, and it's true. Hey, power, the power comes from your legs, man. There you go. There Power you go, comes Peter. from your legs, man. Damn, from in between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is in there. Not the third Put leg. The other leg. <laughs> no, but I, for real, though, after you wrapped my hands, I went home and I was like hitting the bag. I sent videos to them. <laughs> yeah, it's he was listening to Eminem. I used them for like two months after. And He's all punching like, the mailman. They were getting grody. Stray dogs. Yeah. They were getting grody after two stinky. months. They were like, my wife's like, throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Like your son would act up and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to put the glove on. Don't make me put it in the He's like Thanos over there. Don't make me snap. rings. Don't make me call Jerry. He's going to fix you up when I'm done with you. Uh. Like he, he was all telling his kids, he's like, Jerry's coming in studio today. <laughs> 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 Poor kids, Gary. He's gonna wrap my hands you again. Just wait. <laughs> You're gonna get no, the fucking ass. Instead, instead of like this, no. it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call him. No padding, Jerry. No <laughs> padding. <laughs> just strictly the back. Poor kids are all traumatized now. Uh, yeah. They hear the name Jerry. Yeah. They're all scared. I know. One of these days, I'm gonna get to meet your kids and get them run away. Yeah, yeah, they're like, I fucking they're hate scared. that guy, Jerry. Hey, how, how young do you start them if they wanted to be an apprentice? I'll, I'll send you um, my oldest, man. He, yeah, <laughs> I'll send you my oldest. As long as they are uh, tall enough, you know. Oh, he's tall. Enough. Oh, he's he's <laughs> like he's taller six, than me. He's like six foot. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I can. They can start learning in ten. He's not a fighter, you know, but ten, I think nine, I think that'd be right old. up his alley too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but you gotta punch to him first because he's got no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got less than one ball. Jerry's like, give me the epi. <laughs> some, some child abuse ahead of time. <laughs> no. Hey, it's only it's abuse if he's smaller than yeah. you. Yeah. Right? My, my mom always said, it's not child abuse if I hit you more than three times. <laughs> I get three good ones. I get three good ones, and then after that, hey, it's that I child stop. abuse. If it's your mom, bro, yeah, your yeah. mom can still beat your ass. Yeah, for real. I'm still scared of my mom. I'm still <laughs> Oh. <laughs> she's small, but she's quick. Uh, <laughs> you, you you wanted to give some shout outs to some uh some of your Yeah, some of the cutmans I look up to, man. Uh, of course Dr. Samorano. Um of, of course everybody in the World Cutmans Association. Uh Big Surge Estrada. He's been three times Cutman of the Year and he's also now Anderson Silva's Cutman I for his boxing matches. Yeah, Big Surge, man. He was one of the ones that I used to uh, message, and he would give me advice. He's also a vet as well. Um, he was a medic in the Army. Um, of course, I want to give a shout-out to Harley Riddle. Um, also, Big Rob, Rob, uh, Rob Monroe. He's uh, the cut man in the, in the UFC, the, the tall guy with the glasses. Uh, he's also he's, uh, he's, uh, sponsored by Empire Pro Tape. And... Uh, he always hit me up. Any any questions I have, he's always uh, there. So, um, is he part of the organization? Organization as well? No, he's not. No? He's not. There's there's um, a couple of guys that are working under the UFC, but you don't really see them in the <coughs> background. You you'll see them in UFC Fight Pass mm. um, that are in the in the Cutmen's Association, but because there's two of them right now. There's the ICA, the International Cutmen's Association. Mm -hmm. That's where. They have Stitch Duran as their honorary president. Um, Big Surge um, is in the International Cutmen's Association. 
Also, I want to give a shout out to Juan Ramirez. He's the owner of Cutman for Hire. If you, if anybody needs any Cutman supplies, um, I I ordered my first Cutman kit from them. Yeah. And he's part of the International Cutman's Association, and you'll see him in uh, UFC Fight Pass as well. He does a lot of their uh, work over there. Right. Too. So I see you brought your bag in. How much is that bag? Like, how much money is in that bag right now? Probably about five hundred dollars. That's and that's alone. not even and that's not even a full bag. That's pretty much my hand wrap bag. Um, I usually carry if I have to travel and depending on how many people I'm working with, I have a huge duffel bag that I lug around. That's just nothing but wraps and shit like that. It's tape, uh, more more swabs, uh, boxes of um, gauze, uh, knuckle padding. Um, uh, my my caddy, the little caddy that I put where I put yeah. ice and <coughs> tons of towels. I go through towels like crazy. Um, we we like to use black towels, um, mm, but nice. there's a reason for that. Is so that because no because yeah because that that way the uh, some some fighters they 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 freak, freak out, out when yeah. they see a cut. So you know what I mean. You wipe them down, they don't see any blood, and also because we wear a lot of black because we're supposed to blend in, just yeah. like the rest wear black. Okay. We're supposed to blend in in the background. We're not even supposed to be really seen. Yeah. Um. So, so. Uh. But yeah, I pretty right now. I probably have about five hundred dollars in my bag, and that's not even half of the stuff I I carry. That's fucking crazy. Nah, man. Um. I don't know. I mean, w- any more questions you guys have for Jerry and stuff? <coughs> I mean. This was shit. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Good info, man. Yeah, like I was, I was like, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> not, not like, cause like you're not an interesting character, but I was like, what is this world? You know, like I said earlier, like we w- we love boxing, but this is just something totally new that we never wanted to, like we never thought of uncovering. And right. I don't know, it, it's quite fascinating. But yeah, man. Like this was fucking badass. It was fucking. Hey, thank cool. you guys, man, for for having me and let me uh, talk about it, man. I was really excited when you guys actually reached out back and yeah, and yeah. say, hey, man, come on in. And I'm sorry I couldn't do it before, but I've been so busy, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad. Yeah. I mean, I I Stay like busy. it. I've been I've been traveling a lot, and yeah. I think this was one of my first weekends that that I haven't been that I've been in town. You know, I've been traveling yeah. every every weekend. It's usually between Thursday to Sunday or Thursday to. Till Monday when I I'll be coming back because usually the fights are on during the weekend, weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like um, when I went to Lubbock I was there for like a whole week and it was just for yeah. for nationals and it was just to wrap one kid. Oh shit! You know, like I said, it's a you know I got I got amateur fighters that take care, take better care of me than than some of these pros. You yeah. Know? yeah, talking about I don't make no money, but so you, what? You know. <laughs> where where are you gonna be in the next I don't know three years? Where's your goal? My goal is to be in the UFC in the next three years. Yeah. Or Bellator, one of the big names, you know, or working with a big name boxer, you know. But everything, you know, like uh, one of my mentors told me, you know, in this game, you got to have patience. Yeah. You know, I've been at this for since 2015 and this is the most work I've had. You know what I mean? So it takes it takes a long time. Like I said, you got to have a passion for this. You got to love it. You know what I mean? Especially when you a lot of the stuff comes out of your pocket. The Jerry, you know, and there's Jerry Burgos uh, Cutman School. 
Yeah, pro- hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been wanting to do some seminars pretty here sick. pretty soon too. But, um, like I said, it's, it's really hard to work with other gyms, you yeah. know, and you know, work the business aspect of it because they always want to take most of your money. But you're the one that it's doing all the work and has all the knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, sh- hey, shout outs to Zen too, man. Mondo always hits me up, man. Um, he's he learned a lot from, from me helping him he, he was yeah. already doing really good he was one of the first few coaches that was actually wrapping hands <coughs> properly like yeah, they, like you should yeah. you know and uh got these damn pants on but you know he's he he let he he has given me an outlet over there to to practice a lot yeah. too so me uh he he learned a lot so that's why when he takes off with his fighters i know that their hands are going to be w- well taken care of yeah because he's like one of my apprentices as well, so yeah. I've been tr- I'm trying to get him into the association, but I gotta get him to do some more uh, cut man stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But he, you know, shout outs to Mondo man and and, and everybody at Zen as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, also a shout out to uh, Doniana Boxing in Las Cruces up there, man. Everybody, you know, they always let me and they give me a chance to wrap their hands too, and they see me around. So every time, either when I was at nationals. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, they always hit me up and uh Terry Green up there at the um Air Force Academy. Oh yeah. Well Jerry, um yeah, thanks a lot for coming in, man. This was it was fucking cool. Uh you made us feel like tough guys for <laughs> one day out of the week. So this was definitely a fun show. Um guys, before we lo- wrap up the show because I mean we have other topics, but I think we, we nah, could just I'm end good. this with Jerry. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> But um, Anthony, before we wrap up, uh, anything I, we didn't really. I know it's like a boxing thing, but we didn't uh, really touch on the fantasy football. We are gonna do a fantasy football league. Um, just stay, just stay tuned on that uh, social media. Yeah, Jerry, you're more than welcome. <laughs> he if, doesn't if follow if football. Yeah. He, he's at the bottom. We invite Jerry, and he wins. He the wins fucking it all. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I know, right? right. Yeah, I and randomly, and then, and then I randomly could, pick all these players, yeah, and yeah. I end up and then winning. We, we just it happens. We That's just won't pay Jerry, and then he'll be like, "Man, these fucking guys." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're gonna put together a little gift, a little gift basket. So yeah, so yeah, I just wanted to put my two cents cool. on that, man. Jerry, thank you for coming, man. Oh, yeah, thank you guys awesome again for having me, man. And I hope to be back again, man. I was Definitely. really, really oh, yeah. excited to be back, man. No, You're more yeah, than yeah. welcome anytime. Dude, next time someone's gonna get cut. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> man. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. And like I said, uh, if you if anybody wants to learn how to properly wrap hands, properly wrap yeah. hands, or you wanna wanna learn anything about uh, being a cut man, uh, hit me up. Hit me up. Everybody sure. already knows you all. You all got my, my Instagram. Hit me up. Yeah, Peter. No man, just uh, want to thank you again, and for sure we'll we'll stay in touch and see what's new with you. And if you ever want to bring any of your fighters or or yeah, anything, of course, yeah, we can do us yeah, for sure. We'll we can together. do another show, and I'll bring I'll bring some of my up and coming amateurs and cool. some of the pros that I know. Man, I I know they 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 would love to be in the show. Oh well. yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then we'll we'll start our training against RuPaul um, probably. All right, man. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks from now, we'll I'm, I'm hungry right now. You gotta eat. Well, what what are the chances? you're giving peter to defeat rupaul man 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah. right, bro all right i'm hoping shit don't let us down peter <laughs> <laughs> fucking or you'll never get that fight with I'm jake i'm gonna Paul. send him my video today when i go home yeah. training in the garage 
You're, <laughs> you're in the freezer. Just <laughs> meat. He's, like, meat. he's not even touching <laughs> meat. He's just hitting the peas and shit. Uh, Fucking weenies. Uh, <laughs> weenies. <laughs> nah, but you know what's funny, guys? This was Pat's first show back. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't Welcome get a back. talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was fun, man. Um, no, I showed up late. It was my yeah. fault. Sorry. The prodigal <laughs> child has returned. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was already giving you shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just don't listen to the first 15 minutes. Yeah, I'll have to listen. To, I won't listen. I'll just skip to when I get here. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do the Pat Welcome Back show next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll that's do, we'll do that next week. Yeah. When you, when you show up. When I show up on time. time. <laughs> no, but yeah, Pat, I mean, it's are, you, ha- are dude, you happy being back? I miss back? my chair. I miss you guys. This shit was fun. Well, yeah. that actually, that's not your chair. It's Jerry's okay. in your chair. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. Because like, <laughs> hey, I was asked, told I was supposed to yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, where am I, I supposed know, to man. say? And we're like, just sit in pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to fucking go. <laughs> no, no, this, I like this. I like this little setup. I like these tables. Yeah, I like the fucking yeah. little, the lights. Dude, they're fucking smooth. It's I like awesome. this fucking Upgrades. TV that we got over here. Fucking, this shit's dope. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jerry, we need to get some some of your shit in here though yeah, yeah. like like a, a portrait i mean yeah. we got yeah, this bro. portrait <laughs> 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 he's, he's like got like a rap <laughs> just like yeah i do actually i actually have some, some raps that i saved that of yeah. myself that when i wrap my own Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah yeah we'll yeah. those bitches up well, yeah we can put or we'll like put his face on the tiger woods here no no no, <laughs> 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 you can't change tiger woods. Right. dude that's, that's hey bring that up again anthony god damn that does look like jerry <laughs> give him a hat. Give him a Nike hat. Dude, Pat, go get go get your swoosh. golf clothes. I'll be right back. <laughs> God damn, Jerry, uh, if you can participate in any other sport, what would it be? Any other sport? Yeah, and like you were like a fucking and class A champion. Yeah, you were a fucking badass. Um, baseball. 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 That's a good one. Shit. I love baseball. Yeah, good. I, yeah. Pl- I played when I was younger, of course. You know. I'm Damn. Puerto Rican. Everybody Who's your plays team? baseball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did yeah. you ever have a milk carton as a glove? No. We used them for basketball. Oh, shit. We, we'd uh, cut, them, cut the bottom of the milk crate and then tie it with some wire around yeah. the pole. The light pole, like outside. I still got that, that shit. <laughs> Nothing but net, baby. <laughs> Nothing what, but crate. <laughs> what was your favorite number in baseball growing up? Number two. Number two? Oh, okay. Mm. I thought it would have been 21. No. Puerto Clemente. Yeah. No. No. Number two? <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> next show. Next yeah. show. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking badass. He's like, nah, I'm just afraid of planes now and shit. <laughs> <laughs> God yeah. damn. I don't get on planes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit. laughs> He's like, he just travels yeah, by yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I just, I drive everywhere. Yeah. To Germany. <laughs> <laughs> to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> fucking driving on water yeah. and shit. I, go, I go the I go the Anchorage to Russia route. <laughs> he's so called Germany. Dude. He's saying Jerry looks like he's German. Because <laughs> he said he was bilingual. I was hoping it was German. Yeah, yeah, he said I look like a German. I don't yeah, know where that came first, from. The first company he named with the World Cup now was Germany. And I was like, okay, maybe he's German. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Well, Jerry, thank you for coming in, man. Thank this you so was much, super guys. fun. Um, yeah, guys, like Anthony was saying, fucking, we're going to try to get a fantasy football league soon. Hopefully you guys, if you want to participate in it, you can go ahead and hit us up, DM us or shoot us that email. What's our email, Anthony, by the way? Uh, the middle's open 915 at gmail.com. Damn, Damn he had that ready. Dude, he had he that just, ready. He just sounds so great when he says that. Hey, Anthony, what's your phone number? <laughs> 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 what's my phone number? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, yeah I should have given your number. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and Jerry, once again, thank last you guys. Time. Thank you, appreciate man. it, man. Thanks well, guys.
this was the middle is open peace